All right, for everybody who tuned in, if you already know what you're listening to right now, you click that purple button, you pretty much should know what you're listening to right now. You listen to the number one podcast in the DMV, and this is Bought Your Podcast, and I am your fucking host for the night, Crazy Way Mikey, a.k.a. CEO Mikey, a.k.a. Young Donnie Simpson, and I don't got the green eyes, I just got the fire-ass beard. But I'm in here right now. This young man is, is making himself very legendary, but I want to give him his flowers because I'm not sure if his flowers have been properly given to him. I feel like with your new venture, they've been given, but I feel like you was team major before team major. You just didn't put your face on the fly. So is that is that is that a is that a do you agree with that or you disagree? My man say we was the original team party. Like y'all was the listen. My first team party actually going to a party as a team thrown by teens. Yes, was y'all in New Carol? What was it? The Lanham Sports and outside? Lanham, it was yeah, out. It was outside joint in Lanham. Yeah, and we was doing Jones way before that, but we did. Used but that was your first big joint, right? Yeah, like that big, was the joint that solidified yeah, y'all big, as yeah, like yeah. a household name yeah, promoters. Facts, like when facts. they do their shit, it's official. Like you know what yeah. you're gonna get. Facts, facts. And for every promoter, I feel like in the DMV to solidify yourself as a promoter, you have to have one of those parties that be like. All right, this was the party that solidified you. When I see your name on the fly, I know what I'm going to get. I know I'm going to get a party. I know I'm going to get a good lineup. So I guess my question for you is, do you ever look back on it and kind of regret that y'all didn't kind of brand y'all face as much as y'all did y'all name? Yes, you know what? I do I do feel like that. I feel like I wish we would have conformed more to, like, the Internet era. Like, we would have been more present online and all that, and I think that would have helped us, like, carry that same momentum to these days you know mm-hmm. like now i feel like i created a whole new momentum but if we were able but people do still we're still familiar with our names but it's familiar with my name some people but i feel like if we would have been able to carry that momentum on it would have been even bigger all right so if y'all don't know who y'all listening to right now but i'm 100 percent positive you've seen his name of his newest brand in the newspaper, on the news, shit. I think shit. Even the Breakfast Club, they even picked it up when they was doing them. Don't mute DC. The man behind Mochella. So for everybody, if you not familiar, and this is one, I guess I want to say, when I start this, I want to say welcome to the DMV. So I'm going to let y'all get to know the man behind the brand. Like in this, and if right now you you solidifying yourself in a different type but it ain't just go-go it's you're doing go-go but it's kind of bigger than actual just the bands playing and niggas coming out the party right without a doubt partying with purpose like i say it's a political party all right so well let's let's get into that a little bit how did what made you want to for one do mochella and then two what made you i guess kind of attach it where you saying basically you partying with a purpose well, first and foremost, man, shout out my boy Crazy with Mikey, man. My man be getting in shape and all that. You know what I'm saying? He definitely been out there on the scene, too. You know what I'm saying? Urban legend. You know what's going on, man. Blase boys and all that there. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out my boy Mikey, man. You know what I mean? If y'all don't know me, I go by the name of Yada Yada. Please don't call me your dear. If you know me for a decade or plus, you might know me as Justin, man. JL Entertainment. Shout out my boy Lamine. Long live Gogo, man. Mo Chella. But yeah, so so like I was saying. All right, but let's get hold on before you go into that. Let me get <laughs> let me give y'all a rundown of a couple of things that, that he done done. If you it just in case you don't know. And I'm just gonna go for for the people who are listening, and let's just say if you hopped off the porch late and you went to like the prime Morgan homecoming shit before other niggas stomped down on it. Or before the kids got smart enough that went there and Factual. started doing it on itself. So the original and you and, and, and kind of give me just because I kind of got to hear the two sides of the story from even from the bands because y'all did good business. Sometimes at point niggas thought y'all was sweet. 
Right. Because it was y'all did good business. Where most promoters at one point in time was doing janky business. One the one thing I can say is that we were coming from a different world when we got into go go and and like you know it's very competitive and though it's like very it's like very competitive for it to be at the level it's at at this current moment you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. even like back then when we was doing this so we had to be very aggressive we never got tried i mean they would have thought they thought we were sweet whatever no when i say was. sweet i mean niggas would charge y'all Oh, the, yeah, out oh, of town yeah. prices, oh, basically, yeah, oh, even yeah, for so, in the town. So okay. when I say sweet, I mean sweet. Uh, like so, in terms of we was naive to the point where if you might not charge somebody a thousand, then they knew you might say a thousand. Of so course, I will say this: when we first started, I would say we was paying bands that probably wouldn't normally have gotten paid. But I take pride in that. Now I think about it. No, that no that shit. No, listen, yeah. what I'm telling you. No, <laughs> as a as a man, I feel like you should definitely take pride yeah, of it. Man. But before, I'm sure, like now, it's probably like certain bands you were like. Damn, I should have been getting over them. That could have been an extra fucking pair of drawers in my pocket. And I know that for a fact because you got to think about it. Some of the bands that you was paying when I was a customer, them niggas didn't even get that. When I started to actually throw parties and become a band manager, some of them niggas still never wasn't getting paid. They was only getting paid if you paid them. I'm going to be real, bro. We gave a lot of bands an opportunity and money, and we was playing fair with a lot of the bands. And when we first came, we did not realize how janky the the promoter game was, right? So we was missing out on big racks we could have got. Like, for example, our first go-go was on Halloween night in 05, right? So that was our first ever go-go. And we used to promote, like, first 100 people, $5. Remember mm-hmm. how they used to say like that free before this? So we, we fucking around had, like, 400 people in line. We really honoring the 100 people for $5. Mm-hmm. So we not really coming out making. whole time we realizing, like, when we going out neon and all these other spots, we like, they, they charging the dub off the break. Mm-hmm. We like, we supposed to be creaming them. So the first time, like we first time we ever seen money was probably like our third show that we threw, but it was a great learning experience. Like I tell people, you're not going to skip the process. It's like cooking, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you trying to get into, you're going to go through the growing pain. But the first time making real money was fucking with TCB, man. Rest in peace, Polo for sure. You know what I'm saying? That was our first time really getting a whiff of that go-go vibe, that go-go money, and just seeing how that shit truly worked. And I truly appreciate that. You know what I mean? And and just because I had a personal relationship with Lo, I know for a fact that he fucked with y'all to the point where it was like he wouldn't double book. And I'm talking, this was TCB I'm at his prime. You, he will respect you. off the strength of nah, they got a joint. I'm not right. fucking with none of y'all because they do good business. Right. So I don't have to. I know I don't have to argue with no nigga in the middle at the end of the night or none of that shit. So when they got their shit, we only playing on their bro, shit. I'm telling you, bro. Like, and that's what I be telling dudes now. I'm like, if Polo was living, it would be way different. Cause, oh yeah, of course. Bro, okay, when yeah. Po- Polo, bro, we was locked in with fucking TCB when TCB was charged. A hundred, 150, 200 the cut line to come in. CFE, prime, you hear me? Like, I was the first dude that ever took TCB to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for bike week, all that shit, bro. Like, taking Polo to fucking A&T, fucking V-State, Morgan State. I'm talking about, I'm talking about at a point where, like, back in TCB was y'all battling for the city. Like, TCB was on the up, like... They was a new craze, you feel me? And we was behind that shit. Yeah, no, of course. So, I guess, before I let you get into behind the, the, um... The, the reason to doing Mochella and, and what you're doing behind that. I guess my question for you, do you did you do you prefer doing in-town go-go's or out-of-town go-go's? Man, now, but now I haven't done any out-of-town, right, like these days, you know what I'm saying? I, but I'm just I, saying, I, in, your, like, when, in your heyday when you were doing it, which one did you prefer more? The I've been to is Mochella. So I got to say Mochella. For real? Nothing, it's nothing I've been to like that ever. You, Hogan, let me jog your memory real quick for some of your own parties, case maybe you forgot. 
You actually think Motella is better than Morgan State at Morgan State's prime when I you was doing them? I ain't gonna lie. Them was some lit, but it was a different vibe. Like, it was a club vibe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you talking Maybe about, I'm missing it because I'm at this eight day and age, I'm just, I'm too old to go outside. Time, so, but that time. Morgan State, nigga, that's classic shit. Like, that's like, <laughs> it's a lot of women who listening to this right now. I'm sure. I'm talking about Morgan State, like, prime A&T, Morgan State. Like, is that, no, I've been to an A&T. I'm going to listen to what I'm taking. My brother will work all, all day long at the post office and get his ass smack off and fly down fucking A&T for the jump and make it. You some of the shit over at three, this nigga might get off at six. He is bro, that in that motherfucker bro, by one o'clock. Bro, I'm glad that you are, you do, do understand because a lot of people that, even a lot of the older people in Gogo that didn't really know us from the bounce beat, they be like, where did this guy come from? Da, 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 da. They think it just... I just found some shit out overnight. It's a Harry Potter. Nah, exactly. Nigga, and that's why I asked you before we cut the mic bro. on. I said, nigga, are you ready to really record? <laughs> because, nigga, rude. I know you for real. <laughs> so let's have a real conversation. And I want to give you your flowers <laughs> for real because I do really feel like a day. lot of niggas can fucking, like, yeah. people can talk to you. But if they don't, yeah. if they ain't never been in none of your functions or don't ever even done business, even managing a band, yeah. I know how you do good business Someone and like, I know how you built your like name 19 up. 19 years old, bro, real life doing that. Bro. No, that's why I'm telling niggas yeah. when I say team major before team major, y'all were. The first original, yeah. I, like you gotta think about it. It was Big Vic. Big Vic had this shit on lock. You talking about Big Vic is probably still realistically 20, 30 years older than both of us. Yeah. So you sitting here saying, Y'all, at you talking about what you, how old did you think you was when you threw your first go go? Maybe I was 19. So 19 years old compared to somebody, let's say at that time, Vic may be in like 30 or 40. Well, Vic was probably like late 30, early 40s without that age. And I used to throw this joint called the Greendale Center every Friday. Mm hmm. And Vic used to throw the neon every Friday. That neon started looking weak when we came in the game. And we wasn't never thinking, like, man, other dudes going to be mad. But, like, dudes like Walk Jam used to always big us up. Man, fuck with y'all, man. Fuck with y'all, you know? But, like, of course. used to try to battle us. Like, I never forget, like, a manager, Mark from CCB. One time, we used to, like I said, we used to throw the Greendale Center. So, we had CCB on the bill every Friday. We took them off one Friday. This nigga got so mad. It was a holiday. I never forget. We was going to do a joint, like, on... On, on that Saturday or something, and, and he ended up booking the same venue as us on some sneaky shit. And our show was called the Golden Ticket. This nigga did a show called it the Platinum Ticket. We was like, hey, mo, this shit wild. So even now when I be dealing with janky shit, I'm like, bro, I've been doing been dealing with this shit since I was a baby. You know what I mean? Do you think? Okay, I guess I got a question for you. Do you think that may have hindered Gogo from being? Bigger than what it could be because there's a lot of janky business in the shit. Well, not even just that, but just not the right person now to really be the liaison between Gogo and the major music industry. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need the right personnel, and it's just the mindset, bro. People got to change their mindset. And Gogo people don't be thinking the bigger picture because they content with a lot of them content with playing here every week and doing this and the other, but they don't have they don't realize they got might have to sacrifice that a little for a little while in order to get grow bigger and that's basically my vision you know what i mean okay i'm glad you said that and i do and that and that's something that i kind of always like to tell people learning how to have discipline with certain shit and it's just even just like perfect let's just say just for like right now with the first wave of like shit opening back up people so fucking pressed to just do something and say i'm doing something on the gram you just you kind of you skipping the process like you're not waiting to be like all right let me make sure all the the shit i really want to do is open like oh i'm just geeking the first time a beach open i'm just gonna whatever beach is open that's the one that i'm gonna run to i ain't waiting to like realistically i know my heart i really wanted to let's say my heart was to go to jamaica but just because i couldn't wait for fucking jamaica to uh, open up the borders i'm gonna go to fucking um 
Virginia Beach and waste my good baby suit. Let's just, you just waste your good baby suit and realistically, you know you added the quarantine 15 so that baby suit ain't even hitting how you wanted it to. So you just skipped the fucking process. Like you could have just waited just a little bit and had some type of discipline. So I do agree with you. I do. And I, but I'm going to shoot the bands a little bit of bail. I know it's hard to, after you already start making bills towards getting this money on a weekly basis, it's a probably a little bit harder to sit here and say, damn, I'm going to miss out on my prime yeah, Friday or Saturday to go and play in New Orleans yeah, for less and money. It, and it's also, and it's also hard for up and coming rap artists who ain't making shit to you right? be in that studio really pushing his music putting his own money into his music no, making that's his fact. own mixtape his own cover his own promotion his own video the same thing and that's one man a lot of these guys put more money into their own craft than a band of 12 a band of 10 no that's a like fact I say so it's all about how we how we approach it and it's all about the message that people like myself like you are you know what I mean conveying to the public and you know things will change but like i said most of the time people do it once they see it's done so as a visionary you might have to show them the model mm -hmm. people don't get it you know okay do you give yourself any credit for realistically i haven't i don't know you could tell me because i you would know better than me because i haven't been to a go-go on a brick niggas haven't mimicked the mochella though come on i mean like i say certain things bro you already know it's good to inspire something because that means you're doing it right so if you see most of the time something is an inspiration or something but at the same time you gotta do it with purpose so like i say it ain't even nothing wrong with being inspired to play basketball inspired to mm -hmm. play soccer or be a doctor that's the whole purpose you know what i'm saying of being an influencer or a trailblazer at the same time people gotta be more creative with their own brand understand it's about branding and building themselves up it's not. It's about doing one thing and just being where you want to be. But I mean, realistically, I, let's be real. I think you got the market kind of so fucking sold up. I don't think there's no room for niggas to even like how like what what could I call my shit? You kind of like you you counterphrase like the fucking for out of town niggas like how niggas know New York niggas is son and yeah yeah niggas know DC. If you don't know no other word from a DC nigga, you know Mo. So you already kind of like what the fuck I'm gonna call my shit? Bob Chella? Joe like Chella. no, what the Joe fuck? Chella. Young Chella. Yeah, like it's like you. What the fuck can you do? And then if you throw a joint the same like I don't. No, you can tell me because I know during the protest, I don't know if you had all the jumps with the bands outside, but I'm seeing multiple jumps. But I know you had your own solidified, so I don't know if you spread it yourself yeah. and did you more know than one. Crazy fool, you know the NAACP is moving to 14th and U Street, like that type of shit. Like that's type of shit I'm thinking about. Like that's crazy to me. Like watching the BET Awards and fucking. Like, I'm not, I ain't even watched the BET Awards. You know how many people hit my phone like, fool, BET Awards. I ain't even know shit about that. Like, mm -hmm. you know that's clearly inspired by that shit. You of know course. What I'm so it's like, at this point, fool, I don't even, I just smile at everything. You know what I'm saying? Because I, like, I just got to focus on what I'm doing. Because it's like, we the ones doing the shit. And that's what I be telling people. Like, I don't be geeking to do, at this point, I don't really be geeking to do interviews or this or that or nothing. Because it's like, it all have everything I always seek or I always sought after came to me mm -hmm. once like I took action you know what I'm saying like I never would have thought all this shit would have came of me thinking now oh, you know what I'm saying we gotta take it to the street woo, woo, woo. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and all the natural evolution of a person like you know I was at the White House for 180 nights straight before that you feel me mm -hmm. you know I had that already in my spirit and that's why I felt compelled to do that shit so you know that's what it is, man. People be trying to seek. They be after the wrong things, you know. Of what course. Saying? 
So it's like <clears throat> once you really lock into what you want to do and how you want to make an impact, all that other shit that just it just come to you. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm sure, like, and I've been to a lot of your parties. Realistically, Motella is probably turnout wise is the biggest because of course it's free. But how do you? I guess how is that reception for you? Like after you did your first one. And then compared to doing your first Motella and then maybe doing, let's say, the third one. Because at, at one point in time, you were striking their ass like every other day with one of them jumps. And it was just like, that shit was just getting like, this nigga got like 10,000 motherfuckers outside. Like dead ass really at a go-go. And realistically, for anybody out town listening, ain't no venues holding 10,000 people. So even the Showplace Arena for us, the max was, what, what's that, 5,000, 5,500? So you talking about- it's Like Capital One Arena type shit, 20,000. Yeah, no, that's like, a fact. Like, 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 and that's probably the last time that many people been at one go-go. Probably, okay, back in the day, probably for even one of us was even old enough to even fucking bro, think bro, about going to a go-go. June 6th, bro, I say, honestly, bro, I say this like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but June 6th, I say we, we were a part of the biggest go-go in the wor- history of the world, bro. Like, the joint we had at the White House, it was probably like 30,000 people there, bro. Like, probably more, bro. Do you think all 30,000 of them actually no. knew about go-go, they, but they just came no. because of the hype? I don't think all even 30,000 came because of Mochella. I feel like probably at least 10,000 or plus did, mm-hmm. but I feel like we had all of them captivated. Like, we was the centerpiece. You feel me? Right. Like, bro, you should see how many people was just marching in the street, bro. I never seen that many people. Like, I never seen that many people. And you and you right now, you, you talking about how you've seen me do big shows and all that shit. And I'm telling you, like, that's the biggest thing i ever seen, bro. Bigger than uh, Go-Go at the Capitol Center, them Jones we be seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, bigger than all that shit, bro. Crazy. Like, unfathomable. Okay, so let's so let I guess back to my first question. What made you start doing Mochella, and then what made you uh, corner phrase the uh, I guess go go for a purpose or partying with a purpose? A real political party. Um, shit, like like I said, basically, like I always say, God first and foremost put me in a position to do it and to use every everything that I've ever learned and package it into one thing. And like I said, like. I got into like politics and like activism is I was I was at the White House and led a rally for 180 nights and basically down during that time um during those 180 nights I, I created a band basically that I was like the lead man of and I like used to get a political messages like about like Trump and shit like that mm-hmm. and the certain things that was happening in politics that was corrupt you know what I'm saying and then why I did that I was bringing out certain go-go musicians like Lil Mickey and BJ and Rock and Rob and people like that, and certain people would take notice that I had the go-go people out there, whatever. And so it was cool. It worked out. I ended up hosting like big guests: Kathy Griffin, Rosie O'Donnell, Kamal Bell. You know, like endless people like in that community. And that's basically how I started learning about politics and why I was doing. That. I was like, damn, it's crazy how politically motivated the world is and how. Like, how much we don't pay attention to that shit. Like, how I ain't really paid no attention to politics before this. And I'm sure, I'm the type of person, like, I'm more eclectic than, than some. So, like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people is not paying attention to that shit, you know? Of course. Saying? And I do feel like at this time, like, and I guess one of the good things, I guess we can say, like, this storm and effect of how life is throwing us now from going to the pandemic to... uh. Uh, rest in peace to George Floyd Like all of that Going back to back I guess it, realistically This probably the most time Like, And don't get me wrong I'm sure people started To pay attention a little bit more Trump versus Hillary 
But I think right now, like, niggas probably, because you kind of, what the fuck else do you got to do? You can probably watch everything on fucking Netflix. You done seen every YouTube video. You kind of don't have no other choice but to home in and figure out, like, all right, who the fuck do I need to vote for? And why am I voting for this person? Because I'm not even mad at, like, even when Diddy said something about hold your vote for whatever the case may be, don't just give Joe Biden your vote. Make him earn our vote. So I'm glad he said that because I do make it feel like a lot of people will start to pay attention a lot more. So I totally agree with you. I know for a fact I don't give, I still kind of don't give a fuck about politics, but I know I have to pay attention just because I got a voice. So I have to know what the fuck I'm talking about just not to be talking out of the side of my ass. Right, and it's, and it's not even just that, but it made me think about, back in the day and like the civil rights movement and all these movements they they was heavily influenced by young people and shit so i'm like damn that's crazy and then i used to think if something ever happened in the world people would be turning to the government for the answers like mm -hmm. essentially and they don't even pay attention to the people that's making the rules for their life and you know what i'm saying ruling over their life so i was like man shit i gotta use this whole platform and like help people see it and get people motivated to vote and take you know what I'm saying just be more politically engaged and shit so that was my whole like thought process before Mochella then after I stopped doing that like after 180 nights I uh I've had like a month or two off you know what I'm saying and I was like man I want to do these big ass rallies and basically get people um like registered to vote you know what I mean um advocate for like community issues blah 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 like a big ass um town hall meeting but like a concert at the same time like that was my idea so when this whole uh dome udc hashtag happened easy street from 96.3 hit me up because he had knew me from a rally i'd done a prior year prior against this shit called the amplified noise amendment or whatever something the city council was looking to pass so he's like check this out you gotta do something so i saw i saw the whole you know what was going on and and I was like, damn, they trying to cut the music off, whatever. So I saw they were having a rally, and I was talking to Wayne. You know Wayne. I was talking to Wayne on the phone, Wayne Palmer or whatever. And I was like, man, I think we should do another rally, like, tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just take it to the street. He's like, man, yeah, why not? He's like, yeah, you, he's like, yeah, you should do it, whatever. He's like, he's like, nah, it, he's like, nah, you should do that, whatever. And I was like, all right. So I went up to this little rally. They had the little CVS parking lot, and I basically – um. <clears throat> Saw this guy I know that was running the joint. His name Kimon Freeman, and he, he knew me from the White House. He was like, "Can you talk?" So I got on the mic and talk. I was like, "Man, we throwing a big go-go ride tomorrow. We gonna take a stand." Blah 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 blah. DJ Heat took a photo of me, posted it. Was like, you know what I'm saying? Yachty saying we having a peaceful protest tomorrow. Woo woo. And that's just how it started, basically. First joint with Tob 14th and U Street. It was like on April 9th, something like that. And that was uh what 2018 or 19? 19. 19. Man. All right, so I guess my next question for you: Do you feel like did the brand got so big? Did I guess like your general um your general purpose of like how you explaining it now? Do you feel like it may have got lost a little bit just because the brand is so big now? And because don't get me wrong, motherfuckers who go to go go. No shade. I, it's they just really is they they're there for the party. So I'm thinking like right now, even you speaking on it, I didn't know that was the purpose behind it. Like I didn't even like I knew it started doing the don't um the don't mute DC, but I didn't know that realistically. Like I mean, to me, it sounded like that was damn near like it happened spirit of the moment, but it was still behind almost a well thought out plan at yeah, the same time. Exactly, exactly. Like a well thought out concept. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? With using music to like motivate people politically. And I think that the brand has grown so big that the message has got 
uh, got lost in translation in certain points. Mm-hmm. But I think that we like are more intentional to where people are starting to see like that message and more what we want to pitch. At the same time, you always gonna have certain people that misconstrue it. Even writers whose responsibility is to cover it thoroughly, they even create their own narrative. So that's always gonna happen. Just like anything, like some burst bees of chapstick. Damn, it's a whole family story behind that. But people don't know. You know, certain people mm-hmm. might know certain people. No, it's just good chapstick. You know what I mean? Of course. So that's always going to happen. So that's definitely happened. But at the same time, it's like a gift and a curse. Certain people have also moved more towards being more political and getting more active as well as some people still might not, you know, as well as some, as well as it, as well as it being blurry still. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To some people. Okay. I got another question for you because I did ask you originally, did you feel like y'all should have maybe have branded? your faces a little bit more with the name but i do feel like maybe you are just realistically a humble person because let's just be real i know a lot of promoters and niggas ego would have been a different type of way that they would have found the fucking make their face go along with the mochella thing and realistically if i didn't already know you and i seen somebody tag you and i just go look at the page like oh okay that's who doing it okay it makes sense so if i didn't if that didn't happen like you don't really you not like geeking to put your fucking name on like mm-hmm. hey i'm mochella hey 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 come and look like you that's not your thing like you're not really trying to get like your name comes up when people tag you like you said when dj heat tagged you in the thing hey boom 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 this is who doing it mm-hmm. but your name realistically you're not forcing it like that's just mm-hmm. something that when people like you said doing write-ups on you and stuff like that they're tagging your instagram page but you realistically not going out your way when i see a mochella fly it ain't your face on it and i know a lot of promoters who will make it their business mm-hmm. to find a way to put their fucking name beside that fucking hashtag well first and foremost like it's not i know that it's solely not about me and i know like the power behind me is not is, is like i say it's a spiritual thing so i know it's a responsibility that come with that one so i'm always more tiptoeing of people not wanting to take it like i'm being arrogant you know that's mm-hmm. like kind of like a battle because you still got to be very direct with people too of course know, especially when everybody want to do this and that like i had people hit me up and and basically tell me they want to do a whole idea that i'm already doing and like you know what i'm saying that's that's inspiration so it's like i you just gotta really find like that line and ways to navigate with your team you know what i'm saying and like i say praise god not man but two you know what i mean you can't when you stuffing in there when you when you when you force feed them they're gonna choke you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like it's that's not tasteful to be trying to be like oh me 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 it's not about me you feel me of course but at the same time the best getters they say the greatest getters are the best the great givers are the best getters or something like that you know what i mean so it's like it's really just about doing it with a purpose that's all i'm basically saying with that and with knowing that i know it's not just about like my face on the forefront even i rap you know of course be hella times people be like why you ain't perform why you ain't this why you ain't play your yes i'm gonna keep it a buck if that was me and i was managing you you would have had to find a way to fucking perform or play a song or something or one of these bands would have had to cover my shit or something and just because i know like realistically tob that's your that's your home base Fam, family, so it's kind of like even sh- now, nah, Chris. You gonna have to learn my jump. Put that shit on the pocket and let me just do me off the opener. Because realistically, you are. That's why I said you are being absolutely humble. Because I know the average person who probably even listening can't deal with that much fucking bro. That's a lot. Like that hashtag and that just the turnout for it. 
it means a lot to DC right now. Like, that's not a joint where, like, a nigga be like, oh, it's a Motella joint. That joint gonna be skinny. Fuck no. That's not like niggas know, oh, it's gonna be a Motella. You better get that joint, like, maybe an hour before. Oh, you gonna be fucking parking, like, 50 blocks up. And you ain't doing these jokes in a, like, in a joint where it's like, okay, like, he doing it on 14th for you. So, let's be clear. For people who watch motherfuckers who go out to the party, to regular parties, we talking about regular parties on, on U Street, on a, just a regular where it's just a bunch of bars open, you can't find parking. So, imagine... None of these clubs only can hold like 50 people at the max, maybe 100. So you're talking about this nigga's putting five to 10,000. Let's say your first joint, let's say 5,000. Let's, let's be humble, say 5,000 for the first turnout. 5,000 for the first time. Where the fuck am I going to park? I can't find a way to park on a regular joint when niggas got to catch Ubers to go to a fucking club with 50 to 100 people. So now he got niggas. So you think about how fucking early you have to come if you want a decent parking spot. Now, don't get it twisted. DC ain't as bad as it used to be. So you may be cool with parking up a couple blocks if you park down, like going towards closer to Rhode Island Avenue. But... If you park towards one of them Jones, what's that fucking 14th there? Fuck, what's the fucking neighborhood up there? I wouldn't advise nobody to park up there. But my whole thing of it is, dog, you 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 really are humble with this shit. Cause I'm telling, I don't know if I could be that humble. Cause I get on this motherfucker every week, and I know like other niggas got podcasts, but you niggas not me. So I'm gonna let niggas remind niggas, hey, I am the number one. When you cut this motherfucker on, you listening to the only voice that matter in this area. So. Just doing that, I want to take my hats off to you. But the crazy thing for me is, I've seen niggas get mad. And but they know that you're doing it, so band members, um, why you ain't put us on the joint? Da, 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 da. So it's like you don't want the front, you don't get like probably like you don't want the I guess let me say the the fame behind it, but then you kind of still got to take the beef behind it because we, you know, like with go go niggas and niggas feel like man, I, you used to fuck me, why you ain't put me on this joint? No, 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 all these people out there, I niggas, guess what? Niggas be hungry for money, but niggas rather play in front of that many motherfuckers for free than paying at wherever they getting paid for. In fact. A little bit of people. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's just the beginning. Like, this is a very good opportunity for the bands to get exposures. Now, people got to be able to have the vision to monetize their fan base and really be able to capture the audience. And that's what I always say. That's why I'm like, man, it's a good opportunity. At the same time, people do got to support themselves, but all that can happen. You know what I'm saying? Of I'm course. just more about progressing the whole culture, bro. I want to see it back on the forefront. Like I say, everybody's from Atlanta right now. You know, everybody think they from Atlanta or is from Atlanta. So it's like, I just want people to realize where we're from. D.C., very influential place, even historically. We talking about, like, down to Biggie Smalls, Tupac, all these people to the old hustlers. They all came to D.C. They respect, even down to Kanye West, one of the most influential fashion icons right now. Talk about D.C., Maryland. You know what I mean? We got some of the most influential people in the world, Dave Chappelle, you know what I mean, Taraji P. And I just want people to realize, like, where we come from, we got our own steed. So let's just stick to the script and keep making new culture. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Make new trends. So do you feel like, I guess, do you feel like that part, it may be hard? Because let's just say for even, like, a Dave Chappelle. And don't get me wrong, like you said, even with Taraji, I feel like she's from D.C. when it's convenient. And that's no shade to her, but she is. I mean, I feel I feel like a lot of people are like that too, and that's another thing I pitch. I'm like, yo, imagine if everyone that was truly from here put some effort or energy into like pushing Gogo to the forefront. Imagine where that shit could go. And, uh, and I'm I'm again I'm, I'm and I'm gonna shoot Wale some bail, and I'm definitely uh, I'm probably one of the hard harshest Wale critics, but I'm gonna shoot him some bail because. I do know he tried. He tried, and then it's kind of like every time he tried, it's like the city give him their dick to suck. Like, nah, nigga, we don't like like we like we as a whole 
always find something wrong with what he does. And maybe because he's just a one-on-one. But it's just like he can't never really catch no slack. And even when he tried to do the go-go songs and he even put, I mean, he, he, like, I've heard backstories on, bro, he probably fucked a lot of his budget up getting Nicki Minaj to do that video and get on that tone. So it's just like it's kind of like you you I mean, almost I, damn if you do if you damn if you don't. I mean I, I feel like DC like a very territorial place. So like once they hear your name, they gonna ask about you. Of course. So like if you gonna be talking about certain stuff, it better be that. And that's what I really just think it is. Cause I even always felt like even as a you know a, a rapper that a lot of people you know may not have known about or didn't know about or whatever, nice to perform in front of certain audiences. I never felt like. Oh, I'm in DC. They're not gonna fuck with it. Cause mm-hmm. they could feel the vibe, bro. People could feel when it's authentic. You feel right. what I'm saying? So that's what I think it is. Maybe it's just not something connecting there with him and the people for real. Got you. That makes sense. Cause even like people like JIDK, he put damn Wincy on his last album. Gold Link, goddamn go on his album, but still the city. I don't think. Okay, that. let's keep it about. And and I'm just and just me personally, I wouldn't be me if I'm if I don't keep it. And I know everybody be like, well, I, and I even know a girl. She got mad at me like, you shouldn't if you can't talk positive about it. Don't say nothing. But let's be clear. All these niggas who are quote unquote famous or signed from here who are rappers and you can go down the list. JID, Chance, French, whatever. And this is not. This ain't you saying it. This is me saying it. Nobody knows these niggas, and that's why it's easier for these niggas right. to get deals. And they be like, oh, because they don't. It's no controversy behind them. Nobody can really hate on them because they already hate. I don't know about Chaz French until he's already famous on the fucking radio. I didn't know who the fuck uh Goldlink is. If Shaq Lizzie was on that song, like let's be fucking clear, nobody would give a right. flying fuck about that. Because guess what? He had another song with Miguel, and that shit really do fucking crank. But guess what? He ain't Shaq Lizzie. So that motherfucker, let's be clear, niggas oh, wouldn't fact. give a fuck. So I agree with you saying, but it's just like sometimes for the safe niggas and they can politic and some niggas just like to politic and network with certain motherfuckers so it makes it easier because you don't have nobody to hold you back and then you'll be like oh they from dc or i'm from the dmv y'all are from here when it's convenient when you in the interview you say this even like no shade to the y beyond card we don't give a fuck if you say you from here or not nigga because nobody don't know you so like you say it's a territorial area even if you say you from maryland somewhere motherfuckers want to know oh i went to school from this nigga all it takes is one sit a fly motherfucker to say they know you and went to school with you then it's over you don't even have to have a conversation no more and that's one thing i can say about wale Niggas, if at least good or bad stories about him, niggas knew him from previous. Even when he worked at PG, like, I know bitches who used to fuck with him when he worked at PG Mall. So that's cool. He still at least had some type of story where people could say they knew him from somewhere. He didn't just a random nigga. These young niggas are random motherfuckers. Like, don't get it twisted. The only motherfucker out of the new group of DMV motherfuckers that people actually know is Rico Nasty. And they know her because she went to a popular high school. So at least... I think she went to like she went to Flowers of Wise, one of the motherfuckers. But I know motherfucking girls who actually physically know her, like probably even physically got in fights with her and shit like that. Like she just she wasn't like just a weirdo from no fucking weird. Like these niggas, they like, oh, it? like even was like what the fuck? Like nigga be like he from Lando. I'm like bro, I didn't live in Lando like my entire life and done millions of parties. There. I ain't never seen you. So it's just like it's a certain shit. Like okay, it's it's like and you don't even have to be my age, but you you were definitely the age demographic that was paying me twenty dollars every fucking Friday and Saturday. So what if I don't know you, but I know all the main niggas from Kentland. So I'm like all right, we I don't. It's just certain shit. I just feel like. It'd be hard for when niggas be like you from here because, like you said, other niggas from other t- out of town, even when I listen to niggas' stories, how they link up with each other. Like, I was uh, talking to my cousin, and I was saying, like, when you listen to Lil Baby, he talk about how he got signed to QC. He been around fucking P his entire life. Like, he knew him. This ain't, and that's why when people run, like, I'm gonna run and move to Atlanta. Niggas don't be listening to these niggas' stories for real. Like, they be saying they be bumping into people, and this happened, and this, but they're in that room because somebody that's in that room already knew them forever. 
So it's just a, it's a little bit different. Like it's easy for me to sit here. I can give you your accolades before. I don't nigga. I could talk to you all day. It don't have nothing to do with Mochella. So, but the average motherfucker who ask you to come and do an interview, they're gonna only know you from Mochella. Right. They gonna only know you from that shit. So I just be feeling like certain things. It just be like, like you said again, if it's not authentic to it, it's kind of like it's never gonna have no stand power. Yeah, right. That's the same thing with like interviews. Like, like you said, you gotta do your research on the person that you interviewing. That's what make it memorable. You feel? Of like course. A lot of people don't get to hear someone dig into a different you know what i'm saying part of their life or their story because like you say people just look at it on the surface oh mochella what do you think about this? you know what i mean same shit and half the time don't even know the true story of that you know of course I mean? like even like the tv one documentary they just came out with they ain't do their research for real you know what i'm saying like i even called them and, and talked to them about that and they even agree with me like yeah you know this and the other so that's a problem that's always going to happen, bro. That's been happening, going to continue to happen. All you could do is just be one of the ones that's giving that real shit to the public. And they could feel that, you know what I mean? Of course. I guess my and my other question for you is because I know you did say y'all kind of didn't master the internet. So how did you at that time at a young age grow a, a fan base i mean for throwing your parties because if you really wasn't heavy on the internet yeah man hitting the hitting the pavement like we really was in the street you know what i mean we was young really street team shit really out there with flyers five thousand flyers ten thousand flyers you know what i'm saying going to different let outs going to the damn pass and putting the flyers out on cars you know but do I mean? you think y'all had like a niche area that followed y'all first yeah, and, it, yeah, and it drew yeah. from other yeah like because we started out like in silver spring mm -hmm. like, you know silver spring area so a lot of people kind of knew us from that but like when we moved out to pg a lot of people from silver spring didn't really come out there but you know people out on pg knew the bands and then we still used to promote hard and we still they used to get some of them people coming from out there and certain people starting to truly follow us so like certain people did start to follow us of course and that happened whenever you continuously give someone something of quality you know what i mean they're gonna keep coming back do you think that's one of the things you always have held your hat on giving quality before Hell, it's about taste man even like i say i look up to dame like dame dash a person i admire a lot like he always say he don't work with nobody if they don't got good taste and that's true that's half the thing you that's half of the you know the battle like i told you you can metaphorically look at this shit like we in the kitchen you know what i mean you're not gonna eat a plate if it don't look good you of course that's the first step so it gotta look like something you know it gotta be held to a certain upheld to a certain standard everything you present got to be upheld to a certain standard so you can't expect a grand reception if you're not delivering okay then i guess my next question for you will be how when going to the colleges do you like what made you kind of like y'all kind of jumped out there before i think it was probably like was was Sam Bone doing the jumps before y'all, or like he started out there? I think Sam Bone was in jail. I think when um when we um started doing them. Yeah, but I think he had done them in the past. But I didn't know him. Okay, but this is really this dude named Chris Parler that I had met through MySpace or whatever, and uh he was throwing parties at he was throing shit at Ant with like backyard, and we was doing our thing with TCB at home and all that, and we had through like a couple college shows, but they weren't successful. We hadn't really understood the market you know what i mean mm -hmm. but we attempted and so once we met him created a good partnership and he he was real privy to the college shit because he was a little older he's about 25 we was about 20 you know what I mean? okay so let's let's talk about that real quick before um before you go too far into that when you were saying you didn't know the college market so you didn't win originally so 
can you can you speak on like I guess those losses and how I guess like how did you figure out how to I guess to switch it from losses to like yeah. major wins? Yeah, I mean like first and foremost, like I said, I mean I always believe like if you are for example, say you a sports figure. For example, you a sports figure, mm-hmm. right? You LeBron James. Instead of being Lonzo Ball wanting to make his own shoe and he not a damn you know what I mean? Of course, you, he, he, he ain't not, never made a shoe before. He's not a damn cobbler. He's not a damn shoe designer. You mm-hmm. feel me? And he he, he think he could do it because he got money. Then you got Nike who do this shit. You see what I'm saying? Of course. And that was like kind of like the whole concept of signing players and using your power. Let the person use your influence, but let the person manufacture and, and, and do what they do. Y'all collaborate. So same thing. You know, we was coming from doing the all-ages shows. We knew we wanted to do some college shows. Our crowd was getting a little older. We had done, been doing all 80 shows for a couple of years, but they wasn't working out. We had no experience. He did, but we had a good relationship with TCB. He had a good relationship with Backyard. Boom, put all that together. Boom, explosion. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's all. Once again, it's all about the approach and the mindset. So what was your first one you did where y'all, where y'all lost? The first one I did that we lost was at, was at Morgan, but it was like in this pool hall. I never forget that. It was like in the back of this pool hall. It did not go well, bro. Yeah, one thing about Morgan and even throwing parties and even playing, like the clubs this popular out Morgan, they be like some of the weirdest jumps. What was the jump that was like right under the fucking, like damn near under some train tracks, and it was like, I want to say they probably used to do a rock of gay parties there because it had like the fucking. Oh, sonar? The, I think that was it. But look, I'm going to tell you this. When we, when we, when we started doing shows in Baltimore and started, like I said, we put our network together with this guy, Chris, and really started moving, man. That, those are the shows you were talking about. Like, the homecoming, doing it. That's another thing. We had to figure out, we had to do the homecoming dates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Festive times. First, we started just doing We just thought we could pop up and do it. Nah. We started doing it around the homecoming. You feel what I mean? But let me so, keep it a buck. Well, y'all probably slowed down on party. When TCB was hot as fish grease, you could have took a... Because I definitely trans, I did a, a skate joint. I, I, it wasn't no homecoming or nothing. And just shot this shit with TCB. They was so fucking hot. Niggas was just going to drive to see I TCB think, at I any point in time. That. And that shit was like... In Baltimore, right? Exactly. That was kind of like when we was kind of stopping to do mm-hmm. that. Like I think around like 09, Yeah, because I, right after I did that one, I didn't do no more because that's when I really started focusing and managing on the band. And then it was a girl. She went to fucking Morgan and she was spanking ass of, out there. A lot of people used to try to start doing that shit, man. Like, was, same thing. And she was from out there, though. Like, she... Like, when her part... The difference between her and probably even when y'all did it, she actually still had... Cause she matter of fact, she was doing them at the sonar, and you know they had the the uh, other rooms. So she still had the other rooms jam packed with the regular, like the trap Baltimore niggas. So you go to her jokes, you will see all the niggas with the go grills. Now don't get me wrong, when the bands play, they'll come because they like, of course, the Morgan bitches. So they would come out to that room and still tolerate the go go music. But when the niggas, the bands wasn't playing, they had their own Baltimore rooms. It was jam fucking packed. Nah, see, we always that's another thing we used to do. We used to always get venues that we used, that we could really modify like we never used to get like clubs like that to where it was already set up like in baltimore we used to get like this um banquet hall called uh-huh. the overly and we used to sell our own liquor oh man we used to cream it. i'm talking about even like the the um the damn photo booth and all that what's shit. one of the wildest stories that a, a promoter tried to say to you to get into business with y'all because i know at that time i know exactly what joke you talking about and i remember going up there with polo and this and the shit was just so fucking packed. Like 
niggas had to walk out and then like the bands couldn't even stay in there until it was time for them actually physically going on stage because it was so yeah. hot and so packed in there. Yeah. So I know, just me knowing other promoters, I know niggas was looking like, damn, how can I get in good I mean, with these niggas? Did, so what did niggas offer you or say I to mean, you? They never, I wouldn't say nobody really offered us nothing. Like we, that's one thing me and um, Lamine always did. We always kept the circle tight and we never really was gun ho to collaborate with other promoters. We just we was already collaborating with each other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we ain't never really care about about that too much. Not too much. I wouldn't say guys and that's the thing another thing with D C won't uh, Maryland VA, wherever the fuck you from around here, like we don't have a mentality of let me let me Work with a person and do something bigger. They always want to go against you. No, don't get so, a lot. So yeah, don't get Don't get me wrong. But after a while, if and that was one of my biggest beefs with Polo, I used to be like, "Mo, you don't need none of these other niggas. Fuck them. You after you got me in paid pockets, you don't need nobody else. Fuck everybody else." But don't get me wrong. Some of the older niggas they did stick together. But then it was just certain. Like with TCB, it was just such like a good ass dope pack. It was just like if I can get a date for them. I'ma just bang out. And which realistically, I know for like, let's just say use Vic, Vic for example. I know him just personally watching y'all young niggas, cause you gotta think about it. At that time, he wasn't doing no, like when y'all was doing the, the bar shit, it wasn't no clubs right here doing the bar at that time. Everything was still kinda like, not all ages necessarily, but it really wasn't like, niggas wasn't getting no bar money. So that money I know is different where you just be like, we got our own bar. So that bag that y'all was getting, niggas at home wasn't getting that bag. They wasn't. Especially when we used to go like, to like A and T, man, do shit at their armory for homecoming, and have our own bar for homecoming. So we used to take our own liquor down that joint and had a liquor. Bro, it used to be so sweet. We used to take the liquor, have it on consignment, and and basically we used to just pay for the champagne and whatever we didn't whatever. And so whatever fish we took down and whatever we didn't come back with, we just had to come back. Oh, tell me, tell me, to a question. How the fuck did you get liquor on consignment? Plugged in, bro. Now you got you know throw parties no more, so niggas niggas just free game on that one. Like, how did you do that? That's like different. Plus years I ain't ago. even know niggas could get lick on consignment. Like, we that's doing, a different. We, doing a lot of, we, just, we just had we were just working a lot of angles, bro. I ain't mad at you. That, that's a that right there. That's a you gave niggas a, a that's a gem right there. I didn't know that on consignment. Because the average realistically, let's be real, the average promoter would have probably had to cut somebody else in because they couldn't. Fun the liquor Brand, shit. I ain't gonna hold you. We was young. Think about it. At this time, we was. <laughs> so that's my point. So this is what I'm saying though. But you saying you was young, but I'm telling you older niggas who would have had to get a dope boy to come and put the money up for the liquor, and that's how so many niggas' hands always used to get in the pots for nah, go gos. We used to use the money off the ticket sales, so we ain't even. <laughs> Y'all smart. That's smart. That's smart. You know you got that's the whole move, man. It's the whole move. You gotta know the business. So A and T versus Morgan, <laughs> which one you would say was your biggest lick? A&T, dog. For real? <laughs> yes. A&T, bro. Left with everything in them. Did you ever do a CIAA jump? Nah, but I know A&T was, those were good times, man. Damn. That's Damn. crazy. And for you to go out on the limit, say that one, with then the that. Bar, then... I'm talking about back, TCB, UCB, at an armory, and you get the bar. Come on, man. You talking about in North Carolina, the, the damn armory. Causing like damn a thousand dollars. Sweet fucking Andy, that was sweet. That's fucking sweet. It's like 13, 15 years ago. Are you planning to do another Motella anytime soon? Friday. This Friday? 
Yeah, because like I say, it's with a purpose. So it's the statue that's in Lincoln Park, southeast of Abraham Lincoln, freeing a slave. Mm-hmm. But the, it's like the slave is on his knees, Abraham. I think Lincoln. I seen that recently so, on it. So there, it's been a lot of hoopla about that, and a lot of a few guys I know have been, you know, spearheading the movement. And I think I should support them. So we're gonna do a Friday there. Who you got playing on that one? T.O.B. and C.C.B. Is this the first time C.C.B. didn't played on one? Second. The second one. Nah, this is the first time. Yeah. Okay. Do, and I didn't even announce the bands yet. Okay. What do, What do you think? What I guess my question is, what band do you realistically think still gets the most ooh and ah when they out there with that many people? Like I'm talking about like word for word with niggas is kind of like. Lead you talking, talk. talking about like how the crowd is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never been to Mochella? Never. I, I, oh. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm a house nigga. I'm, I'm at this day and age. I'm watching from the Instagram. Man, pull up the Mochella, man. I can't even explain it, bro. Cause it's like, okay, you want to because because I because, I, because okay, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. So for me, watching on the outside looking in, backyard still hands down by far gets the best fucking turnaround. When Big G throw that fucking mic out to the fucking crowd, they lose their fucking mind. He don't got a damn near say nothing. He just. Uh, like that And the crowd just go fucking bonkers Like I see other niggas play And niggas be partying But they don't get that fucking Big G response Mo, this shit. So for everybody who who kinda can hear and see what the fuck I'm, you can't see what I'm listening to, but you can hear. For one, just go to fucking what's this? Long live Go Go DC. Go to this joint. This is six six Mochella. Mo, this at the fucking front. This in front of the White House. Yeah. Nigga, on this screen, I'ma just say. That's like 5,000 people Just right there in that, that's, And you talking about This on the Instagram screen This on the fucking Instagram screen So y'all can know How small the Instagram screen And this don't look like Shout out to Lil Chris That's That's fucking crazy So for everybody who just kind of can hear what the fuck I'm I'm watching, this is literally the this is this for one they got this shit on like a moving, like a like a fucking a moving stage, and and I'm sure everybody listening like Mikey you you just oh but I I am old and I and I'm just looking at this and I ain't looking at it for the first time but I'm looking at it like from a better view, this this literally a stage on wheels, and it's endless like I'm you and for people who out of town listening white people don't go to go go so to see this many white people at a go go that shit is fire. Like when you listen to like let's say like the only white person that's from here that's kind of got like a, a platform is Rogan's, Rosenberg on Hot ninety seven and when he I even just
All right, my, let me let me put my respect back on Chris. Okay, Chris, I'm gonna I'm give Chris his respect on that one. I didn't see that video. The only one I seen because I'm just remembering the one from last year when when it was when it was on U Street when when back y'all played. That shit was a movie. But okay, I'm gonna get that. That was a cheat code by Chris, but I'm gonna give him his respect because that shit was OC right there. That that I, I ain't gonna lie. All my fa- all of them be it's it's some it's, it's truly is something it truly is something special about all of them. Before I had the ones this year, I used to be like my favorite ones with TCB last year though, because that shit was just crazy, and it was like the second one I ever did, so it was just so fresh and new. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was just like. So do you so ha, have nice. you ever at one time gotten? Come sure as a regular like promoting like parties, you have to actually charge people for. I'm sure, of course, as a promoter, you had those nerves. Did you ever have nervous feelings? Maybe for the first, maybe the, between the first two to three Mochellas. Hell, but I got nervous feeling to the now Mochellas, bro. For real? Think about it though, bro. It's like really crazy if you think about what's going on. Like it's just so big that you don't even realize. Like we literally in the middle of the street, like. So what is the nerve? What's your nerves like now compared to I guess like throwing a regular party? Because a regular party, your money on the line. Oh, my nerves different now. Cause yeah, it's like it's a different kind of nerves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cause when you throwing your money on the line, you're like, oh, wearing yourself to death. Of course. Now I've like grown too spiritually and like I mature more. So like my faith so strong, I don't really worry about nothing. At the same time, it's just like an anxiety, little anxious feeling, just mm-hmm. wondering how it would be. I will be You know what I mean I still feel like Damn that was crazy Every time Like I still don't feel like Oh yeah whatever Every time I'm still like Damn Yeah but I'm sh- But just for me <laughs> Just listen Like for me Like I said On the outside looking in And I'm sure for people Who listening When you see a Mo Challenge on You kinda already know You already know What the turnout gonna be right. Like I, I have I can't say Like even For endless people Who may not go And just be like Alright they just don't go It's so many fucking people Out there When you see it You be mad that you didn't go Right <laughs> That is true like you be like, true. damn, like you know what I'm saying? And you know when motherfuckers be mad, like especially during this time, people like, oh y'all they went to Motella, y'all need to make sure y'all go get tested for corona. You know that's the hating shit people say right, because man. when you sit in the house and you ain't go, you, you know, mad bro, as bro, shit. That's so true, bro. Like you could that's but that's going back to what I say. You could feel when it's real or when they hating, bro. And you could feel when it's not genuine. That's so true. Like, I don't know, man. Like now I just more so I'm more focused on like the message. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now more so than anything, cause now we've shown that we can bring out big crowds. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But now it's about truly getting stuff done behind it. You feel me? Granted, we dig. We have. Of course, with the first stuff. one. With, with the basically and originally for the people who are from out of town who's listening, the original Mochella happened behind the Don't Mute DC movement. And that was when they were basically trying to shut down, or not necessarily shut down the um, the shop on Georgia Avenue where they sell go go CDs and they sell cell phones and stuff like that. But that is realistically, it's a historical place. Where they've been playing Gogo outside of that music Before motherfuckers even was living right there When it was literally just Junkies and fucking Howard kids It wasn't no white people living right there That's all that was out there It wasn't That was in whoever Niggas who lived on that on Georgia Avenue But it wasn't white people It wasn't no bars right there It wasn't none of that other shit So it's kind of like Now all these businesses and people move right here And you trying to tell this man To turn his music down You're like nigga My music been loud before you got right here When you purchased this fucking building And somebody showed you this building My music was loud that day That they fucking Mm -hmm. showed you This fucking building That you fucking came into So don't act brand new When you get here So they did The You know White people were being currents And they was trying to shut it down But Again For the fact of Mochella And then the hashtag Don't mute DC And that's when you seen it go Like on the Breakfast Club You seen it go on All the major news outlets And realistically That pictures of the turnout International those pictures from the turnouts was people at the original Mochella. Yeah. 
Or the third Mochella for real. Because the first one was on April 9th. So, like, basically the first one, April 9th, with T.O.B. Mm-hmm. But I was calling them peaceful protests because I wanted to basically set the tone of peace because you know it's a lot of stigma of violence behind Angola. Of course, of course, so of course. Okay. if it's like violent, we go out there. So that was, so you said by that time, this was the third one? This was the third one. The first two I did was one April 9th and I was with T.O.B. and Mental Attraction. Then I did the second one, April 23rd with T.C.B. And BJ Mental still playing Mental Attraction? Yeah. Shout out to BJ. Yeah, shout out to BJ, man. Good man. Good, good man, man. Shout out BJ. Good man. BJ, um, a, a real. Came through I, I don't know what BJ dog. still do right now, but when I knew BJ, BJ was a real trap nigga. When I, one of my first original hustles was selling uh, Mike Jones mixtapes. All the little Houston shit before it was no internet, so niggas couldn't just download it. So I go in the house and just make a bunch of fucking mixtapes. BJ used to buy every fucking. Mike Jones or fucking chopping the screw mixtape I can fucking make. So shout outs to BJ. Yeah, facts. And then it's so like April twenty third with TCB and New Impressions, and then the third one with Backyard. That one you see that picture of over top that area. But it was still crazy with like TCB. All of them was was crazy. But that Backyard jump was like <laughs> nigga. That picture went viral like because it was just like G and he had the fucking uh the, flag, the DC yeah. flag wrapped around him and it was just nigga. That shit lie. was After like after that Backyard motel, that thing was going so crazy on the internet, bro. Like crazy Cause that man. picture That picture alone I mean of course Cause Genghis got like Fucking A hundred thousand Fucking followers So when he posted That motherfucker It made it Even pick up More steam And I'm like Oh shit This shit was crazy yeah. Like I don't even I can't even tell Where the fuck He got that angle Of that picture from But just that many Motherfuckers on the street lie, bro, That shit be, was It'd be so many Pictures and shit Out there You wouldn't even Like you just It's like the damn Sewer bowl or some shit Like for real bro Like Maybe not not as much as the Super Bowl, but it's a lot. But I mean, for here, that I mean that that yeah. is what it is. I mean, like let's keep it a buck. The fucking I mean the Mystics, the fucking Nationals, all these motherfuckers that won championships last year, but they don't get no fucking Mochella turnouts. So for people out of town, if your when your fucking team wins a championship, you know the difference between when the Cavaliers won that shit. Ain't that many fucking people coming outside of Cleveland ever again in life. But right. for here, if I'm comparing. When the Nats won their shit, the Mystics win their shit, their shit can't compare to a fucking Mochella. I don't give you could probably even pick the weakest one that you feel like had the least turnouts, still can't compare to a fucking Mochella. And that's just being fucking honest. That Mochella at the White House, the biggest joint I just showed you, bruh. So so that's my so perfect example. Listen what I'm saying. Niggas have to win a national championship to get that type of turnout. So that just lets you know how much people love fucking go go. No, that's no bullshit. Like niggas gotta win the Super Bowl, I gotta win the NBA. like the fucking Cavaliers, you got them but they for one they had LeBron James and they won shit in over fucking fifty years for them to get that type of turnout. Facts. That's crazy. And we'd have had three fucking back to back fucking championships and, and never got them turnouts. That's facts. And that's crazy. That's facts and that's, I can't believe you never been to Motella, bro. What bro, I'm I'm, I'm a house nigga now. Like I'm literally I'm in the house and I'm in the gym for like four or five hours. Like this shit. <laughs> that was this year. That was like two weeks ago. Now I'm hip. This this yeah. was doing like the real like yeah. the heart of the protest. Yeah. That shit crazy. God damn. I'm trying to show you the one video from down there, bro. Cause you will be. Well, like, but you can't even real like you even saying thirty thousand. I'm like that could be even being polite. That's like that's like. Look, look, this is look. Like no yeah like you can't you no yeah no and that's not and that's not that's not gassing it or nothing you can't realize you can't see that the people don't end it's not no end to them people so you just putting a number on there saying thirty thousand I feel like you being polite like nigga you can't it ain't no end to that shit like the motherfuckers who are way to end ain't even can't even hear not a damn song. All right, so for the people who don't know, 
you you make music, but it, it's not a um. And I guess for this climate, it's not the your normal DMV rapper shit. It's not your your gun shit. It's not your trapping trapping shit. Is you rapping actually with a message? I mean, which I mean, for people who've been listening to the interview so far, I mean, to me it makes sense. Like the, your music from the way you speak in it, or even just with your spiritual beliefs and the reason why you started Mochella, I feel like your music makes sense on on that aspect. But what made you, I guess, go in that direction instead of chasing what's probably easier for you to be able to, if like you really realistically, I want to get an easy fan base, you can make some dumb shit. Cause I look at it like you gotta, it gotta be, it gotta be on brand. It gotta fit with what you, with every other thing that I'm, I'm pushing. And I'm basically showing people that they don't have to put themselves in a box if they do rap or if they are into politics or they are into whatever. You know what I mean? You you yourself personally are a brand. So I just think that's to come across in whatever art form you express it with. And like that's what it is with the music. You know what I mean? With me, with the new project I put out, it's called Full Itinerary. You check it out everywhere. Like I, like I told you earlier, I really try to stay away from using a lot of profanity in the music and, and really just using the time I have on the records to actually say something that makes sense and give people something that they can feel, something that's more fresh, like a breath of fresh mm-hmm. air, kind of real songs. And like like I say, like bigger records, you know, not just little short two-minute or minute-and-a-half joint, you know what I mean, 12 bar, this and other, so. Okay, real quick, because in that in the, in the first song, uh, what is it, Oval Office, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a, you're basically having a conversation with your nephew and he's saying he wants to be an engineer, but then you were kind of telling him to go to school first. Yeah, I'm telling him. Oh, my my nephew, he uh, he comes from like a very athletic gene. So basically, my sister was a college athlete. His father was a college athlete, and he's very big, you know. So I always tell him like, man, you need to start, you know, practicing more and training more, and like you almost built for, you almost made for it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's like, nah, I want to be an engineer. So I said, well, are right, you want to be an engineer? You still need to go to school. So we'll use football for the scholarship, get you free schooling. You know what I mean? You could even go to the league for two years, get you some money, and, and lead a league and be an engineer. So, like I say, I just always pitch it's no, it's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. You know what I mean? <laughs> One, that was it. That's, to me, I think that's that conversation right there can is a conversation in itself and how often i guess do you feel like you find yourself like in the black community we don't have those type of conversations with people because it's like you said if you already kind of god gifted with an ability to do something why um i guess steer yourself another way if you can use that i guess to kind of give yourself a different outlet right i mean i just feel like people gotta use like like for example like chuck brown said like like one of my ogs always told me you got to use what you got to get what you need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all that is. Same thing like with me and Go-Go and politics and all of that, you know. It's, it's like almost make use turning your weaknesses into strengths. Not even a weakness, but like I say, just using what you, your, your God-given ability to just propel to the next level. Is it easy for you to stay on brand, though? Because I did hear when you just said having a uh – I mean, you are your own brand and trying to stay on brand, I guess, with your music and having your music line go in line with your same message as you put out for Motella. Do you feel like that part, is that hard or is it something that's coming to you genuinely? I mean, nah, me, like, personally, like, I consider myself more of a hip-hop artist. Like, I speak about the things I'm actually going through and 
that's what inspired the music. So it's always going with me. It's always going to be, you know, on brand. Just the way, the way I want to give it to a person. You know, I might like use certain lingo in the music or certain terms that I know like a different audience might understand. You know what I mean? It's not just straight ignorant shit. Just so. What was the meaning behind the uh, the the title of of the project? Yeah, full itinerary. My schedule is full. You know what I mean? I felt like that was just. That just, it just rang a bell and kind of was very clean and it meant something without it actually saying it. You know what I mean? Full itinerary. So what's your favorite song off the project? I know the one you told me to play, but I'd rather you Full tell itinerary it. Full itinerary is my favorite song off the project. Full itinerary. That's your favorite one? Yeah. All right, well, the one you told me. Self-titled joint. Okay, but the one you told me to play was First, First Lady. Lady. That's, okay. not my favorite. that's not my favorite, but I think that's my most like, uh, like sonically is like the, the most the easiest to listen to as far as like the first offering it's like like i say i always compare it to like eating it's like the appetizer you know mm -hmm. but it's still it's still it still got taste though so like, okay so it did so coming up with that song did do you have a young lady in your life that you structured that song behind like is that oh, like man, that was you game you, asking, you can't be asking me shit like that on the on the, on the air man i mean nigga i mean it just sound like you was you was like you was giving good game yeah, like so I'm, you can't just I, that ain't that I, you can't just yeah, shoot that man. off the hip you saying you you are brand and you on brand so you can't of tell course, me you just made of that course, off of, of course i have a young lady in my life pushing it pushing it forward for sure I feel like we're not doing anything without the women, you know what I mean? Especially now, what's the what's the movement? Protect our women. So you even hear people say, like, sometimes the women are the, you know. Are the structure behind most yeah, men, you know what period. Mean? I mean, I like, totally agree with that. Like how, uh, what Dre say, man, like how they say, like, niggas talk more than bitches these days. They be saying, like, the women be the strongest ones on your team. No, that's even a fact. Like I say, I look up to Dame Dash. Dame Dash, he say the same thing. And that's, and for, and for real, that's true. Thinking about like business, business ventures, and all that, women be down quicker than the dudes, and they be hanging in there, be willing to throw them bows with you. So, shout out to the women, definitely, definitely have women involved. Okay, I got, I got, a, I got a question for you because I heard you say Dame Dash like twice this um, so far while we was having this conversation. Do you kind of? I guess when when you take your highs from Dame, do you kind of watch certain things that maybe decisions that he made? Did you be like, I don't want to go down that yeah, path? Yeah, of course. That's the whole. That's life, you know. That's that's one I feel like I'm one of the. That's one of the main things I feel like we that people master. When people master these, these that's concept in life, I think it takes them a long way when you can learn from someone else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And not even have to make them. So I always look at the dynamics of situation where people ended up and all that. Even with movements and how movements fell apart and people not getting along, just natural human emotions, all these things that come into play when, you, when you're talking about interacting with people. You know what I mean? Okay, I got one more question for you about Dame. Do you why do you think he could never make another hove? Um, I don't see. I feel like it's not even about making someone. It's about it's about It's about fusion. It's about nobody is like. I feel like you people make themselves, but it's about the collaboration aspect. It's about bringing it all together as a team. No one just makes anyone. Even if you think about like. Jordan and the Bulls, he ain't make Pippen. You of know course, what I mean like they they could have made each other better. He ain't make Pippen, but they they brought their their talents together. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I think maybe he haven't met anybody that got that same that's 
got that same offering as Jay Z. Of course, I mean I'm just asking you that because you said you you was a Dame fan, and then I just remember that line when because I was watching the joint and they were saying like, all right, well that famous line Jay said, all right, well you may hold make another one, yeah. and realistically, and I guess just because. Out of all the people that let's just say if Jay Z have rubbed anybody the wrong way, Dame Dash is probably the only outspoken one. So it just kind of always looked like we're gonna always compare they went their separate ways. So you are gonna kind of always compare like how you, how you gonna say you made a like literally to say you made a person? That mean you literally made them like did you know what I mean? That mean you but Diddy made a lot of niggas. Let's be clear, Diddy has made yeah, other niggas even probably something. But these people are still bringing something. Like you know what I mean? They still offer something unless Diddy wouldn't even waste his time. Uh, Diddy that, not, that may be debatable Cause Diddy make niggas And then they just After he done with you It's over Cause I don't feel like Diddy just be riding down Like 495 And see somebody That car rode down Like oh, I'm about to turn That man into a famous rapper Like I'm about, You know what I mean It's like People still reaching out Like man Diddy fuck with me You know what I mean No I agree he, with you on that then one Then he uplift them They uplifting them Not more not Okay I guess my person. I guess my thing is Okay let's just say Just for example Let's just use for this for example Diddy has never made Another biggie but he has had moments again where he had that relevancy of bad boy. But you would never say after Biggie died. People probably thought Diddy was gonna fall off after Biggie but, died. But when he met Diddy, Diddy uplifted him. Look, man, do this, do that. Gave him direction. You know what I mean? Saw that 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 seed of potential and wanted to bloom. So right now, if you if if, if Diddy and Dame Dash walked in this room and both of them had the same deal for you, which one would you take the deal from? <laughs> Man, same Joe. They come in with the same bag, the same percentage, the same everything. Man, that's tough. Shit, that's a tough question, man. Hey, this, this is what I do. Man. I don't know. I can't. Your man say. don't want you to answer that one. <laughs> he like, man, I don't want you to say, <laughs> man. They ain't gonna hit you tomorrow. It's like, nah, I don't know. I can't answer that. Right All right, that, that's cool. I just yeah, that is a good. I can't. I couldn't even answer it though. I know I can't say because you know what? You know how Dre say seventy-two hour rule. Like I wouldn't even. I would really think about it. Like, think but about, let's let's. I be, would think about where I want to be and where people that fool with Diddy are and where people that fool with Dame Dash are. And I feel like that will help me make the decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that being said, you would sign with Diddy. Because I'm going to just keep it a buck. If they came in the room at the same time and both offered you the same thing and you had to tell them that, Dame Dash is the type of nigga who would take that as offense. What, not take it? Not take did, it. did you have to think about him oh, saying, yeah. and he offered you the same exact money as Diddy and they right here at the but same no time? Offense, he would take offense to that. But no offense, sir. I got to do, you know what I mean? This is my, this this is me. You know what I mean? I got to make my decision. So it's not about and then just I, mean, and just I follow God, bro. I don't look at shit like that. You know what I'm saying I'm just weird. Like me, I'm the type of person I'll be like, I'm gonna go up how I feel. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go up how how I'm feeling with both of them walking in the room. How am I talking to them? How are they sounding? What's the energy they giving me? You feel what I'm saying? What do they look like? How did they pull up? You feel what I'm saying? All that shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel the whole thing out. That's okay, why. as a businessman, do you think that part matters? Like, let's just say, just the way. Like when you listen to, I guess, like, of course, in this day and age, everybody's a fucking Instagram motivator or whatever the case influencer. may be, an influencer. So, do you, as a businessman, and you do big business, do you judge people off of those little things where maybe like what, you, like you say, what they pulling up in or how they moving or how they? Nah, like, see, now nah, you got like it's like this. Would you want your doctor to walk in the room with a fucking Mary J's on and then Montclair? You gonna be like what? <laughs> you about to come do surgery? 
You know what I'm saying? Like that that's the whole point of presentation, bro. You gotta that's one of the laws of power, bro. You gotta you know what I'm saying? You got to look the part, too. You no, I totally saying? agree with you. I but agree on... You about to give me $3 million and then you pull it off, you know what I'm saying? And the little ass Elantra. Granted, you might have a bag, but that's going to show me... You pulling off an Elantra showing me that you're not willing to put the money into the presentation when I'm going to be trying to do my video and all that shit. I don't want no Hyundai Elantras type video no i agree i totally listen what i'm telling you i totally agree with you and that's something a conversation that i had with a lot of my friends and even with the listeners i try to tell them sometimes because you have an idea sometimes if you jump even what i just said with the if your heart was to go to jamaica and you jumped out there and you just hurry up and wanted to wear your bathing suit and you rushed to virginia beach you didn't have no patience and you didn't believe in your vision to wait to be like i could would have killed this bathing suit a little bit more if i would have knocked off this fucking fit quarantine 15 and then i would have waited until jamaica opened instead of wasting my fucking bathing suit to go to virginia beach I, I mean, it is. I definitely gave my quarantine 15. I'm trying to get it down now, man. Yeah, you can't be scared. Just go to the gym, run, and take that fucking this mask nigga off. Lost big weight. Just take the mask off. That's all I tell y'all. But you have. <laughs> I, I, that's what I. That's what I take the mask off yeah. and, and go outside. That's take it. Take the mask off. Right. Don't be scared. Fuck that shit. You see where I be at Yeah you definitely Can't be scared Of fucking Corona Like I'm, I'm sure right now Like I ain't been Getting no box But I'm Boy, damn sure now Did you You didn't fucking Just told everybody You didn't have Fucking 30,000 Motherfuckers yeah, around you So friend, I ain't gonna Get no pussy my, No time soon My friend was like uh, My friend was like uh, Yeah we been in the Cause they were, I was like We were talking about Quarantine My friend was like Yeah we been in the Trenches since March I was like Yeah you been in the Trenches since I ain't even Have not <laughs> You hear me all right, so you want to uh, you want to introduce wear your PPE though, man. Follow all the proper instructions, man. Follow your local government's rules, nigga. How you gonna say that? And you got thirty thousand motherfuckers dancing the fucking go go <laughs> with no fucking mask on and going word for word with a nigga it's a to a song. Party, man. You ready? You can can you introduce your uh, your tag team partner? You ever heard it's the uh, saying, be careful what you wish for? All right, here you go. Miss Kelsey. Go ahead, Miss Kelsey. Hey, everybody. I'm Miss Kelsey. <laughs> Ow. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. All right, so introduce yourself and, 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 uh, and, 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 let the, and let the listeners know what you do. All right, hey, everybody. I'm Kelsey. I serve as the executive director of Long Live Go-Go currently. Um, I formerly served as the finance director for the state of Virginia under Governor Ralph Northam. I also serve currently as the fundraiser for Delegate Daryl Barnes, the chair of the Black Caucus in Maryland, and also their treasurer, Senator Arthur Ellis. And I come to you by way of Mochella now to talk about how I bring the political aspect to the field. Okay, so time out. You just said a lot of, uh, it sounds like a lot of important shit that you do. So, out of all the things that you just said, which one is probably the most important? No, 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 don't say Mochella. That's, don't be biased. Let's, no, because the shit you just said, because we had, but don't do that because the conversation we just had before she came in here was a lot of younger black people and not even young by like, we talking about 18, 20, we talking about even young 25 into mid 30s don't know shit about politics. So, you just said, you do a lot with politicians. So out of those politicians, which one? Well, out of the politicians I just named, obviously the most important one would be the governor of Virginia, okay. Governor Ralph Northam. And, you know, I commend him at all times, you know, for what he does. And if you don't know, weed was just decriminalized in Virginia today, July 1st. 
2020. So there you go. That's what you mean? What, what, what you mean by that? It's, I don't know what that means. So it, well, decriminalized means you're gonna get a little ticket for it. You I mean it's not legal, so don't be outside just smoking weed thinking it's okay because that's not okay, and don't smoke it in your car. But if you do get pulled over for it and you have a little weed on you under like an ounce, you know you're good to go. You're gonna get a little twenty five dollar ticket and you can pull off. Please pay your ticket and please go to court. Damn! Shout out to VA. I might get a couple more black people to move there this year. Yeah, so VA's trying to do some nice things, you know, so and they just removed the statue of Robert E. Lee out on Monument Avenue. I used to reside on Monument Avenue as a student at VCU, so I know all about that statue. I walked walk past it like literally every day walking to school. And so that has been removed as well as of today. Okay, so how did you feel about I guess them making Juneteenth a pay holiday? I definitely commend everybody across the nation who made Juneteenth a holiday. It wasn't only Virginia, so like. But y'all, I mean, realistically, because Pharrell was, I guess, attached to y'all's, y'all made more of a national. Well, Virginia has just been making its national stage since the governor, current governor, Ralph Northam, again, giving him all this kudos, ran for governor because he ran against a guy named Gillespie. And that guy was like an avid supporter of Trump. So that was just a closely watched race nationwide. And so once he set the stage with that race, it's just been an uphill battle ever since. Okay, so then I guess my next question would be for you. How do you go from sounding like having very serious jobs and not saying that Motel isn't serious, but that's more of it seems like that's a little bit more loose where you can be a little bit more freely from working right next to a governor? Well, I feel like, you know, the Mochella aspect of my life is a little more important than the the, gov- the gubernatorial aspect of my life. Okay. Because the Long Live Go-Go aspect allows me to really touch the people. And it's one thing to be of the people, but it's another thing to be for the people. And so to be for the people, you need to be with them. If you're of the people, you're not with them. You're standing beside elected officials. So, quote, unquote, advocating for them. But to be with them and for them, you're, like, literally with them and seeing what exactly it is that they need, like, defunding the police. So, okay, what you just saying that, where do, I guess, where do you fall in line with the, I guess just with, I guess the whole defunding the police and just, I guess, the political stance on that right now, like how that's, like, I guess the go-to thing for people. And do you feel, like, realistically, is that, should that be one of our main focuses right now? Because I've even said on here before, I feel like some of those laws and things that they're stomping about is cool, but realistically for the black community, I'd rather you find a way to give me more finances so I don't even have to have as many as encounters with the police anymore. Well, defunding the police is just another avenue to reallocate resources. So it's not necessarily abolishing the police, Mm -hmm. which means that the police will still remain intact, but it's about giving the job that's for other people to other people. So if your cat is in a tree, why are you calling the police? Just, Just be real with yourself. That's just not the person to call. Also, if you come in the house and your grandmom, like, seems like she's already passed out, why are you calling the police again? Again, that's not the person to call. So... Like, if we want to be real, we need to call the people who can actually affect the change that we need at the time. So defunding the police is more about allocating the resources to the proper person who can actually fulfill the situation, like, really. So basically, like, giving more money to, like, listen, I mean, I guess, like. A therapist. Like, if you have an issue you need somebody to talk to, you don't need to talk to the police and write a police report because that gets nothing done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, literally reallocating those same resources. Like, we want to take that same money. Like, don't even give us new money. Give that money to people who can actually resolve an issue. And so once you get a rally, a lot of people around that, you know, you got like your go-go going on. You got all these other like 
things that are enticing them at the same time you're able to advocate for like stuff that can really influence them personally and all of those things really tie into African Americans be able to economically empower themselves yeah and I think to me, to me personally I feel like that's one of, I guess our biggest problems in the black community period it's just yeah. realistically it's the financial thing so we can't I guess I help ourselves with our own financial incomes or whatever the case may be. We're going to always be behind the eight ball. It don't matter what laws they change. They can police can take they can take all the guns away from the police. Right. But black people are still going to get locked up and still commit crimes if you realistically don't change the way that money coming in into our communities. And yeah, that's why capitalism is like literally the root of racism. Like it literally is. There's no other root of racism but capitalism. Like wherever like the money is growing from is causing racism because at the end of the day, you're gonna have discourse with your neighbor if your neighbor has more money than you. So even if your neighbor is the same complexion as you, they can look exactly like it could be your twin fucking brother. Mm -hmm. But if he has more money than you, that's gonna cause discourse. And that's just a psychological aspect of life that nobody can do anything about. So, in order to economically empower ourselves, we have to, like, find our own, what they call, resources. But it's actually just, like, funds to literally live here in, in America. Okay, so let's tie that all back, I guess, into what you do with Mochella. What do you feel like one of your hardest, I guess, jobs is dealing around Mochella? Uh, my hardest job with Mochella is literally, like, the politics of it. Because everybody has a platform, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everybody wants their issue to be heard. But at some point, you have to choose what issue is more important to others or what issue is more relevant at the time. And, like, that's a hard decision to make because at the end of the day, everything is important. But you have, you know, you have to think about attention span of people. So people coming out to literally see TCB and we start talking about, like, health care. So they care about healthcare, but five minutes into hearing about healthcare, they're like, okay, I'm not, where is Bo? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm ready to make it clap. So it's like, how can you really get, gravitate people's attention for X amount of time, really imply a message to them that they can take home, do an action with, and then still have fun? Okay, so we, I guess that basically, is that one of the things you, I guess, have to sell to whoever y'all deal with to get these permits and stuff like that? Well, for one, we don't necessarily get a permit, I would call it. Like, we just have established a relationship with the police so that we are able to go out and, and rally peacefully. So what we do is actually a peaceful rally, and I do want people to hone in on that. Like, you have a First Amendment right to rally people outside without getting a permit. But so. for to do it at that capacity and with, like, realistically, just like you said earlier, because GoGo does have such a stereotype behind that name, and, and just the people who come out to those venues for y'all to be able to do that and they're not forcing you to have a permit that even speaks more volumes of to what y'all actually got going on just talks about a lot too which is like the presentation so if, if what you're selling is a peaceful event there's nothing but the law cannot uh, can't abide against us what we're doing what we're doing is lawful so if as long as it remains peaceful we're under the law it's not our fault if we put a post on instagram and thirty thousand people come we can't do anything about the 30,000 people that came to our event. But then even at this point, it is, like, even, like, for our last one, we did still have to fill out, like, certain things to get the permits. But and but we also know how to develop relationships with the police department and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, and the reason, the reason why I say it, to yeah. me, that's even more major because you just doing regular goals. I'm sure you didn't probably had a party yeah, get I mean, shut it, down it, before yeah, because... Even outside, I mean, it is not, not like, not nah, technically, they even still, like... The police gonna find a way to say whatever they want about whatever, you know. What I'm of saying? course. So, 
at the same time it does got something to do with our relationship like it's not just off the cuff like that like we like even like on the last motel we had like we pulled up on the you know what i mean lieutenant and just like kind of let them know like so it is some type of um communication with them and i'm even thinking about like establishing more collect um um communication with them but um between them and like the people in the neighborhoods you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah like i said but at the same time we still do have rights as you know what i mean we still got human rights which is what we are like teaching to people but and we more do. so than human rights we got the bill of rights which gives us the the right to do but it is work. still commit it's still like we still have developed relationships with the park service you know what i'm saying mpd all these people like we real live do sit down and talk to them and like you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still going. Like I said, I'm gonna take my hat off to y'all for doing that because I just know I've seen motherfuckers just try to do days, like little neighborhood days, and the shit get shut down, or a nigga just trying to do a, a, a go go outside. Like I've been a part of and seen enough of them get shut it down. Politics, that's what I'm saying. I don't and for you to be able to get and the, and the turnout ain't nowhere near compared to this. So you right. saying for you to be able to steal like that to me is something yeah. that y'all should probably even pat yourself on the back a little bit yeah. differently because that's amazing. In his own self. We don't be realizing it, but we do be talking like we do have a lot of relationships with like the people in the city. But we more so just be like doing it, you know what I'm saying, to get it done. You know, we'll and the mayor the, the mayor was at the last one, right? Nah, nah, he wasn't at none of them. The mayor never been to Mochella. Well she well she must it must have been the day she, after. Yeah, she that. been to like she just went down to like to the little plaza that they made and stuff like that and she was like at the bill signing, but we haven't really got any support from like the mayor or stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't really demanded. Have you ever tried to invite her out? Do you think she would come to one? Mm. We definitely haven't tried to invite her out. So it's like if you go on her website, it's like a whole registration form you fill out to, like, have a meeting. Man, hell no, nah, we ain't inviting her ass out. It didn't work out. She so. already know who we are. So if she real loud was trying to support us, she could. Could come up. That's the bottom line. Like, she ain't coming out because it's just politics, I feel like. But at the same time, it's still activism. Like, People didn't respect us because we asked them to, like, oh, help us out. Like, nah, we, like, made them help us out. So, that's the whole thing. Like, it's it's the resistance. You feel what I'm saying? So, I feel like if the mayor truly was supporting us, she would have been trying to do something. I feel like the mayor be trying to, like, battle us for real. I feel like the mayor be trying to do shit against us for real. Like what? what? Like, give me, like give, me, give me an example. It don't have to be. Like, even, like, for example, like, it's not even, like, this not against us, but I feel like. Certain initiatives that's for the city, we should like they got the little drive-in movie, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should be doing something with in conjunction with that. You know what I mean? We doing big shit for the city. Last year we was having Mochella. She did a whole little Georgia Avenue type fake Georgia Avenue day last year. The joint was weak, had a band, all that. We wasn't a part of that. You feel what I'm saying? Go go Bill signing. We wasn't a part of that. Like people be having it confused, like we are dome UDC and we don't got nothing to do with them. You know what I'm saying? We got our own movement. Motella is something separate, and people be misconstruing it. And like I said, especially when we get on bigger platforms like how TV one had, they think even like BET Awards, it said dome UDC, but they was really thinking about Motella. You feel what I'm saying? Of course. To say? That's but I think, but like line. I said, I think because it became so popular <laughs> during that time, so Man. I think it's kind of hard to, I guess, you know, what I'm saying, kind of separate the two from each other. Because even when me talking to you, I didn't know you did once prior show to you that. No optics, no photos, or none of this stuff that look like that. They be using photos of Mochella. Everybody use photos of Mochella and then try to put their own story to it. Like no. But I will say the city. That's what really be happening. The city is trying to lock in with us, like as far as like the educational system is concerned, and which is more 
our concern, we are like in the schools, so we they ain't locking with us. We got in the schools through our own finesse. But once we got into the schools, they reached out to us to have us in like actual DC history, which is like the actual curriculum of DC, which is bigger than the elective class that we have. So I'm not gonna say that I'm just upset about the whole route to it because at the end of the day, it's about the end game. And at the end game, to be in D.C. history as long live Mm go-go, that's commendable because that means every student that goes through D.C.P.S. is about to meet long live go-go. So, okay, with with that being said, how does, I guess, what's the process of that? Like, what will be, what's being taught by that? Like, well, DC history is just a course in DC public schools. So, you take that in third grade and you take that in 12th grade, and you have to take the course to graduate from DC public schools. So, in any event, once you reach 12th grade, you will have some introduction to Mochella and Long Live Go Go. Oh, that's fine. And that's for every DCPS school. Like, that's going to be part of their yeah, overall curriculum. The, the go-go portion of the DC history cu- curriculum that they got for third and 12th grade. And then grade. we also have the human rights, social action, yeah. and go-go electives. We got our Dunbar own elective and Roosevelt. course. So that's okay, so Okay, break, so okay, slow down, slow down. So break that part down. So at Dunbar, what will be going on? At Dunbar and Roosevelt. Okay. So in both of these schools. And both of these, for people who are listening out of town, these are schools uh, uptown. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are D.C. public schools uptown, northwest D.C. So both of those schools are going to host a social action, human rights. human rights, and go-go course. I also am an alumni of Dunbar, so I really appreciate that for my own little Okay, alumni. no shade, but you probably speak the most fluently from anybody I ever met to go to Dunbar. Uh, well, we also had some people in the NFL. Shout out Nate Buss. He played for the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. My boy. Just I mean, y'all, y'all got a couple <laughs> players that played in the NFL, but we talking about speaking right now. <laughs> what they got to do with talking? talking. We talking about talking. You are, shout them out. Like, that's fine. Things. Like, for the fact that you just said that you, did you graduated from Dunbar, that's tight. So, like, I don't sleep for all the people who keep trying to rush and throw their kids and kip and all that shit. I mean, well, you kind of can... You you are a hell of a spokesperson right now for DC Public Schools. But she from Virginia, but it's all good. So, yeah, we got the elective. Shout out Danville, Virginia. I was definitely born there. When I got to DC, I ain't gonna lie, I skipped a grade, but you know, no child left behind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so go back, go back into what, what y'all doing at Dunbar real quick. Hey, so Dunbar and Roosevelt have a course called Human, Human Rights, Rights, Social Justice, Social Action, Human Rights, and Go Go. So that's gonna be a course that you can, but it's but can it's choose to take. So basically, it was an organization that already. All right, so look, it was an organization that already had an elective course mm-hmm. in DC schools, human rights and social action, basically teaching kids about like their rights within the community and how they could take action, like how we do with like protesting, rallying, and all that. But now, we've taken, they've given us the curriculum. The organization that has had it for like ten plus years has transferred it to us so now we own it and we've added gogo to it to show people how to use the culture to mobilize people which is bring all these thousands of people out behind like community issues so now we have our own curriculum that will be in two dc schools like she said roosevelt and dunbar we've been working on this for like six months and also in, in addition to that the students have to take dc history in third and twelfth all the schools so now they want to add GoGo, and we'll be curating that too. That's, that's tight. So okay. So with that being said, what do I guess what will be something that I don't, y'all haven't got a chance to come up with? I guess like 
what the class flow we're doing be? it right now like we literally like do every week yeah, we so do we have like, like these a whole long lesson plan <laughs> lesson plan we have units it's an eight un- yeah. of a seven unit course okay so cool so okay so, so let's so let's say the first unit. day let's say the first week of school i take that elective what will be something that i will so learn you do the gallery walk your first unit will be the gallery walk where basically you would walk around and and look at different photos from like certain movements that have gone on so basically you will see a lot of photos from like mochella and things around dc civil rights movement it'll be basically a chronological or it'll be basically a walk through history your first day of class is a walk through history you're gonna Mm -hmm. come in it's gonna seem like a little bit before the civil rights movement and by the end of class you're gonna be at mochella yeah and that's gonna be your first day of class through pictures and everything and explain like then about your fourth day of class it's gonna be the same type of vibe but it's gonna be with music so we're gonna have like some sam cook and then it's gonna Uh end it out with like some tlb so it's going or like a junkyard song like how you know like certain songs would be political back in the day mm-hmm. choose like a chuck song or whatever and start showing people like the political messaging and the music shit like that mo you yeah you are too humble i said you were humble <laughs> earlier but you need like a diddy nigga behind you right but now like why, why champion we, that but wait, like wait. that's crazy as shit that like, ain't even it the biggest like that's though. fucking fire wait, 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 like the motel shit is cool but wait, that wait, shit wait, right there is different the kill. this is the biggest kill so i have an intern who's a harvard student our Mochella movement is the thesis for her whole situation to graduate from Harvard, and her dissertation is going into Harvard's library. whole library. So the whole, so whole Mochella hmm. movement is going to be archived in Harvard's library by the end of 2021. She, she's out yeah, of school facts. 2021. This is my intern. And look, Damn. We, fucking, we, in, we are a part of the Kennedy Center's first ever culture caucus. What the hell is that? It's like a whole caucus of 20 people that they selected to basically help bring more culture back to the Kennedy Center. So, like, basically, y'all, I mean, what, LL Cool J and all of them, like, people. Oh, we go to the Kennedy Center, have, like, meetings and talk about, like, how, like, the future of the Kennedy Center, like, caucuses should be, how we could bring more culture back to it, what events we could do. And it'll be, like, us, but it'll be, like, 19 other, like, different people from organizations that do all different stuff. So it's like a big think tank, and then so that's tight. So like that time, pandemic. so when they do do like the hip hop stuff at the Kennedy Center, basically y'all probably will be in some so of those we meetings. We could go to uh, like we we just this is our first year, and it's been the pandemic, so we ain't really get to get, get into to it. Yeah. But it's like a contract that we on with them, so it's like legit. Like we on their website, everything Kennedy Center. Damn, that's hard. <laughs> like hard. that that like that's that's uh that to me is yeah. why the fuck do you want to make music then? Because music is the number one art form, bro. Music is. Cause I feel like music is what's going. Music is like the number one language. That shit influenced everybody and like going around the world with music. I want my ultimate goal is to like headline a tour and bring an Avagogo band on my tour. That's cool, but you get right now you giving me like Killer Mike. Like Killer Mike still puts out. Don't get me wrong, that Run the Jews album is fire. But nigga, the shit when you see Killer Mike talk, like niggas be like. Oh, this nigga on a different type. What the fuck are you rapping for? Like when he talk, like this nigga could run for a governor or something right now. And the shit that you just going down right now, like bro, that shit is hard. Like that shit is different. Like I'm, I cheered you on about the doing the Morgan State shit, but bro, none of that shit has nothing compared right, so to what this, you this what y'all talking about right now. Right here, so it's going to be a new bill that's introduced in, in uh, DC on Tuesday called the Long Live Go Go and Jazz Bill. Basically, is gonna it's gonna allocate funds for go-go and jazz through like one of the humanities commissions and so basically when they give grant money out a certain percentage of the money will be straight for go-go and jazz musicians okay so now you and me both know 
that's gonna get messy <laughs> with Gogo. Like, who gonna be in control but of that, that part? But that's why we. That's the whole purpose of the bill. We will create a commission, so basically, like a a, a, a cohort of people that Gogo music, like bands and shit, could go to to get help to do all that stuff. So like, it'll be like somebody like me you come to, and I can help you get your business and tell you. So will it be? So will it be more for like? I guess so. Like opening, like I guess like maybe like <laughs> restaurants or fucking like clubs and shit. Nah, it'll be for you so you can get funding to keep your band going and really get everything you need to keep yourself. Oh yeah, so for all niggas that playing bands, band. after that bill get paid, y'all niggas better start looking a little bit better with y'all <laughs> shit. Ain't no more fat jeans and red skin jerseys and all that other oh, weird man. shit y'all be doing Look, right that's now. That's why it's long live go go to keep yeah, that's hard. around. You know what I'm saying? Long live go go and jazz. You know? Now, I, I wish I had a soundboard because I definitely would give y'all some fucking like some applause and some <laughs> flex bombs and some other shit because that shit is hard. Like, I'm not even gonna gas you. Like, all the other shit I said earlier was cool, but this shit right here, that's like when you're talking about like as a man, shit that you would want to be like, I want to be able to elevate and leave legacy and stuff like that. To me, the path you on right now, that's like you yeah. playing like these plays are legacy Shut plays. Up, this God. is not, this ain't just like some. Throwing a party type shit, you real live. This is like legacy plays, like exactly. where you can lay it on, tell your kids and your grandkids, like, bro, and they can be like, this, bro. like "That's fine." I spoke at my daughter's, my daughter in second grade. I spoke at her Black History Month, uh, fucking assembly. Like I was one of the speakers, bro. That's tight. That's tight as shit. Like no, like, I'm being, I'm being dead ass. Like that shit is amazing to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck, bro? Can you imagine you being in school and your dad come talk more? Like that's wild. Like that's. No, you not not no. Cause don't get me wrong, it's pretty. Everybody that probably had their parents come to teach a parent day, but your dad no, to I'm actually talk about, about some shit. That's what I'm saying. So uh, actually, to talk bro. about some shit that means something to people, yeah. that motherfucker, the kids can like their parents go on Instagram and you got a real life hashtag. Yeah. Like that's tight. Like that's tight as shit. Like that's yeah, different. Like right. so, what's yeah. I guess before y'all roll, give give the people just some more. I guess that they can look forward from y'all, or even just going a little bit more in depth, because it seems like you kind of hitting more of the points of. The in depth behind the movement, where it's just not a party. We don't paint a bigger well, picture. Again, I bring the political aspect, and I want to touch on one more space that we spoke in because um, I like to call places spaces instead of like an actual place. Mm-hmm. Space is like more of like how the energy is. We also spoke, like I said, I'm a, a graduate of VCU, so I had a professor there, Robbie Perry. He's now the chair of political science at Howard University. Mm-hmm. We also spoke to his class. So I was a student in his class, and I spoke to his class. And this has been a span of five years. Were you a good student in his class? I was an amazing student. I got out of his class. My uh, overall mean was like 106, and you're only supposed to have like 100. So so, so he probably wasn't as surprised the way no, you for have. for me to be doing what I was doing, he wasn't surprised. Okay, gotcha. I was just like right. more shocked that this is my professor whose class I was just in not even five years ago, and now I'm talking to his class, and they're about to get graded off of coming to help us at an event. He also solicited students to come volunteer right. at one of our rallies, and they got graded for yeah, helping we, us. We, so we like one of the leading statehood, like uh, I would say like mobilizing partners, right. like organizers, so like – D, they they work in the they campaign to turn DC into a state like you see I would say like taxation without representation mm-hmm. that mean like you paying taxes with no representation in Congress so basically DC can't make their own rules basically you know what I mean right so it's like we wanted the advocates for that and we had the students come down to the house one time with us like we be taking like beat your feet dancing to the House of Representatives but like places they would never go. Have them out there, like in that. You know what I'm saying? Have Just you ever seen Angela Rye tell her I said, "What's up?" I ain't educated enough to who? the whole Angela Rye. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, you that. sleeping? You know who that is? Mm-mm. I ain't hip to her. Nah, she ain't no influence. You got Angela Rye fucked up. She in the Congress shit. 
Oh yeah. Y'all, oh, you just disrespected her. You out of fucking pocket for that. She, she like be on CNN and all that shit. Oh, like, on, yeah, okay, like she, girl. nah, she ain't yeah. no fucking influencer. Okay. For her fucking reading motherfuckers on CNN. Like, she didn't let the Ayana bitch work. Presley follows us yeah, on Instagram. Ayana Presley follows on Instagram. You know what? Our personal pages and Long Live Go-Go. Like, us I, that name, see, I see. Mean, this dude flew from London, bro. This dude flew from London. His name Grayson Perry. You can yep. look this man up. He being everything, bro. He was honored by the queen. He considered a national treasure artist in England. This nigga flew... Here last summer and did a whole like show with me one day and went to Mochella and everything. I took him to the quarters, like did a general gentrification. I took him to the quarters, I took him Florida Avenue Grill, and he came to Mochella. Like, look this man up. He be on Vogue. Okay, so 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 okay, so just so tell me so again, and and this is not no shade to the to the mayor because I do like her, but just after having people like that, having somebody like that come to one of your events, how does that make you feel? Cause I mean that that to man, me, cause you ain't true. never probably. I'm sure throwing as many gogos as you to throw, you never had. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. You know who I met at Mochella, bro. I met Nelson Mandela's grandson at Mochella, man. Like be rapping to this man on the gram, everything. Did an interview with this man, and everything. In my line. Yeah. That's oh, my. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie either. That should be wild. I met Yadi at Mochella. Bro, ASAP Barry was at Mochella, cause. I met Yachty at Mochella. I literally met him at Mochella. But ASAP Barry was at Mochella, bro. You gotta understand, bro. Like people like that, like I'm not. Endless people let, let, can I, can I mean, Okay, let's, let, let's let's be clear. Little for, Chris from the Young Guns came to Mochella. Then I seen him in LA the week after. He was like, bro, I never been to nothing like that. Little Chris from the Young Guns. Young Gleese came to Mochella like a couple Wale years ago. came to Mochella. Young, yeah. Young Gleese said that was the best thing I ever been Gold to. Gold Link came this to Mochella. This man never performed that. All right, so out of Nucci order. came to Mochella. <laughs> Nucci was at the Mochella. Malik Drummer was at Mochella. So out of Malik all the names Eat that y'all said. Mochella. Big Eat. Big the Eat. Old. DJ Eat. Y'all funny oh, as shit. Almighty DJ Eat was at Mochella. DJ Alize, DJ Alize, DJ Money was at Mochella. Y'all funny as shit. DJ Cool, legendary nah, DJ hey, Cool was at Mochella. That's my DJ uncle, y'all. Cool, Shout out my uncle, DJ Cool. Let him clear his throat. So out of all the people you said that, besides the the dude from England, that's probably the coolest person. You just OD'd on the D, on the on the ASAP bar. Like nobody gives a flying fuck about that ASAP <laughs> nigga. We, we try to talk saying, about me when he was talking about ASAP bar. Oh, you uh, fanned out for him? No, you? I said we tried to switch it to like I met you at, at, at Mochella, but you were still talking about ASAP bar. No, he I'm wasn't catching because like bro, you gotta understand the type of reach that is, bro. <laughs> That's mad. No, listen, no, look. Can I tell you something? The dude you said came from England. You could have stopped right there, but then you try to gas it with like the ASAP bar, like like telling you the whole just everything. Like put some respect on Wale name. I'm I'd rather you say you Wale was there than say ASAP bar. So what? I'd rather you stamp him being there than fucking ASAP bar. That's what you missing. I'm stamping everybody because I like everybody coming is stamp. Like I would say, even Malik Drummer, all these people, like that's stamp, bro. Like that's just when you see. Like even like like I went at the White House on the truck, me, Gleesh, Malik Drummer, McKenton. You know what I'm saying? Just people all type of people, bro. That's what that shit's for. Yeah, all these people you saying, I'm not gonna I'm listen, this is me saying this. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all niggas that he's talking about. The others that's going into the school, <laughs> like you naming niggas who been the regular go go. Those is regular man, go go niggas like all y'all. shout out all y'all. These man. is niggas who paid to go in the go go's before, so they don't count. But the shit you talking about going into the school, passing the bill, all this up, that's some big boy shit. All these 
nah, niggas who nah. come into Mochella now for a fucking photo op. I don't give a fuck about nah, them. Facts, 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 facts. Nah, I, mean, I understand. I'm not saying that's bigger. Because let's be clear. That's what they was there we, for. We were just talking about that. You know. You I gave niggas a good photo op. It'd be a definitely a photo op. All right, so let, let, long like, as we bro, know you that. Be, no, you be getting, like, in the next few days, you see pictures of yourself. You be like, how the hell? You be like, what? what? You be seeing whole videos of yourself. You be like, ho. Like, like, you be seeing certain videos that are scary. You be like, what? Somebody must have been watching me. I'm like, it's crazy. So for everybody who are listening who got kids old enough to go to Dunbar, make your kids, or go to Roosevelt, make your kids enroll in that class. Like that, because to me, at what you're saying now, and the reason why, I, to me, that's a big deal, because I've heard younger kids kind of be like, and I think it was even on Instagram one time, and niggas was like, you still listen to Go-Go? Because don't get me wrong, for, for this, like that younger kid group right now who's really heavy growing up on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and shit like that, they are... Lil Chris ain't as popular them no more as he was to the group of kids that were coming up like in the late 2000s. You feel me? Yeah. Like them kids right now, like the kids is in middle school right now. They they cherish NBA YoungBoy more than they cherish like how for us it was Big G, it was Polo, it was uh, shit like that growing up as a kid. For these motherfuckers, they are in love with fucking NBA YoungBoy, Lil Baby, fucking Uzi, and all them. So that shit y'all doing right now in the school to me, that's the most important thing because you're keeping our culture alive. Yeah, and I love when I hear little kids be like, man, I want to start a go-go band. They be seeing it and they be wanting. This start bands now yeah because y'all think about it. it's, a, it's been like you gotta think about it after like let's say the last kid band and this is not for me to plug it but the last kid band was xib after that ain't no kid band after that you gotta think about it for every year of generations it what always like used to be bump? what you been funny right now i don't know what you're talking about like i know i ain't that far out the loop it the last kid band was xib it was tob then that gap between that was tob xib and then after that it ain't no man, more shout kid out bands. Full bump, man. see this nigga playing man, that shout out aj <laughs> Shout out all them, man. Shout out Rob High Quality, too, man. Nigga, he older. He, he damn near your age. You talking about some fucking Rob High Quality. Shout out to Rob, though. I fuck with Rob. Man, shout out, man. It's a bounce beat world, man. Rest in peace, But while we talking about the bounce beat world, I will say my good friend Doug from T.O.B., man. Shout out Doug. The way he got involved with Go-Go was because he literally, he's from Searchum Quarters, and so he saw Go-Go, and then now he's in a Go-Go band. So that's what we trying to bring back to the kids. Right. Like, I know that Doug is in a go-go band because he saw it. And I personally know that, and I see him on stage doing it. So I know it can be done. Of course. It definitely can. And that's why I said, I, I, to what the stuff y'all doing machine. with the schools, to me, I appreciate that more because I do feel like at a time, like even coming into probably the first Mochella and why some of the bands was getting mad that you wasn't putting on it because they wasn't playing in front of that many people at, and forever. Niggas probably ain't played in front of that many people in at least a good maybe six, seven years. I'm telling you. So you sitting here saying like that to me is like we we can't not acknowledge what y'all doing and act like the it wasn't a moment where the culture was kind of on his legs down legs it was like it, it was like niggas was going to go see backyard and then for everybody else it was kind of like left the fend for themselves so you and you got to think about that's an older crowd so you talking about for that big group of motherfuckers up under there these kids wasn't growing up on go-go like it wasn't and still i can still even say with the even with like you saying most of them not even using the platform to their advantage because still what's a hot right. go-go song right now don't get it twisted. All these people come out to, to see that many motherfuckers, but there's still not a hot go-go song right now. Right, the last joint. Like, what's the hot? What's the hot? That, yeah, and that's like it. And again, what's that? That's backyard. That's not hot. Come on, like, Mo, stop. That's not on the radio. You got to fucking relax. It's not giving radio rotation. Anyway, um, and we also did a little activation at Ying Yang. Correct, huh? No, we also did an activation at Ying Yang Public Charter School. Which is like a Yi no Yi Yang. We did an activation at Yi Yang Public Charter, which is a a bilingual. I think they teach the kids Chinese, 
and German, French. It was like five oh, different languages okay. at that well, school. Yeah. It was like five Where that school located at? Northwest. Northwest. Where that's at? That got to be somewhere like Connecticut Avenue. Carol, it's real nice, though. We even hosted this school from Boston. They came. It's like real The Brixton School. That's a Buxton School, yes. Private school in, in Boston, they, they came down. But back to Yin Yang or Yi Yang, we had a couple of GoGo band members come to that school and play for the students there. One of the students from the school got up and actually played a GoGo song with the couple of members we had from the GoGo band. So Damn, that's hard. It was, was no. Can I ask you a question? Was that it was a black student or like a? It yes. actually was a black. Oh, okay. and he was he 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 was like that too. And that school had students that was ice skating at like eight and ten. It was a set of sisters that were ice skaters, professional apparently. So. That's hard. Like I, I really like I'm I'm maybe you, because mind. y'all because y'all do this on a regular. It may not be as amazing to y'all but this shit to me is that shit is amazing like i really appreciate what y'all doing just for as a person who grew up on gogo and listened to gogo when it was heavy on 95 and 93 like you can cut on the radio and exactly. didn't just have to wait till 9 30 and we're also gonna do a 101 at the strathmore um out in virginia with some students so that's out in maryland maryland yeah, that, that's in the words, yeah. man. We in the pandemic, man. More the on pandemic, the way, more on the way, more on the way. MOTW, man. We really just trying to reach, you know, different audiences. The youth, definitely the youth. Like, we're trying to get our hands in the youth. If we can revive, you know, the go go culture with the politics, recipe for success. We're going to revamp it for sure. Now, I appreciate all the work y'all doing. Y'all want to stamp y'all socials or whatever else y'all need to get out the way before y'all roll? I'm at Miss Kelsey at M I S S K E L S Y E. That's me. You can follow us at Long Live Go Go DC. L O N G L I V E G O G O D C. Follow me at Yadi Ya. Please don't call me your dear. You won't have to spell that because everybody. Y A D D I Y A. Y A D D I Y A. Y A D D I Y A. Is it do you. You still want people to use the Mochella hashtag when they come out to the events, or you want them to use the Long Live DC? What's what you pushing? I want y'all to put like, Mochella and Long Live Go Go. Join the movement. No, you put hashtag We Keep Us Safe because that's what it's all about. Us being able to protect ourselves. It's bigger than Long Live Go Go. It's bigger than Mochella. It's about us. And hashtag We say. Keep Us Safe. She say. say it one more time for them. That hashtag. Hashtag We Keep Us Safe. So y'all heard of the next Mochella y'all go to. Make sure y'all use that hashtag. And again, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everything y'all did. Like I said, I, I, I gave you your flowers earlier, but the shit that you want right now, that's this some next level. That's some next level legacy plays you playing right now. He and do I appreciate have flowers on his shirt. I want to point these it out. Shirt, these are my shirts we came out with. Let me show y'all showing what it say on the sleeve. The other sleeve. I got to put my glasses on. Give us our flowers. I'm glad you just gave it to us. Nah, I, I appreciate y'all. I definitely appreciate y'all. Y'all got a website or something? Man, just hit us on the IG, man. Everything through the IG right now. Long live, Everything through the IG, Long Live DC. All right, thank you again. And y'all know that if you ha- if you didn't listen to this episode and you didn't understand why I start this motherfucker off every week and tell y'all this is the number one podcast in the DMV, just take some notes and um, pen and pad. And for niggas who do podcasts and you ain't on my level, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year.